Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Nerds, hear me! Comic-Con is not a place for David Schwimmer and is bad even for NBC sitcom. It's a place where people like us could be ourselves. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V-I-G. Ah. So your Comic-Con uh, weekend has been how? It's you been. How has it been? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Another thing to clip in the reel of you saying dumb things. You know what, Kevin? I had to tell you this, but I, I've had a crush on your voice since forever. Now that you see me. Uh, now that I see you, I don't anymore. But still, I, I still like you. I'll still listen to you. If I shut my eyes, will you talk to me all day? No, no I will not. <laughs> and now. Listen to yourself, man. You're hanging with nerds. But nerds are my mortal enemy. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show live from San Diego for <gasps> Comic-Con. It's true. How about what? that? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's Thursday happening. morning, the 19th of July. I uh, am stunned to see Kevin here, first How of all. How dare you? But this year, I am even more stunned to see producer Dave the King of Mexico. Yeah, no who, kidding. What a plan he had. Who made terrible choices last night. What do you mean? It was easy. Dave. Had a good time. It's 5.30 in the morning, 120 yeah. miles away from home. Yeah. What time did you get in? Well, see, no, one thirty a.m. Yeah, check. That's good, right? Are you at your best with three hours sleep? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I'm answer that for him. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not sure when I've seen your best. <laughs> right now, right now. Yeah. yeah. Listen, he was there to meet me at four fifty-one. Wow. That was amazing. That was six minutes late, but Well, good, I really mean, good. it was one minute late, but <laughs> right. it was impressive. You saw Paramore? Yeah, I saw Paramore night? last night at the Forum. It's great. Here's the it, thing, though, Bean, that I didn't realize until yesterday after the show, is his plan wasn't quite as bad as we thought, because we pictured him driving down late. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He came with his girlfriend and some other people that could have driven. So he could have slept the entire time after. What? Right. No, I drove. I, I drove by myself. Everyone has to work today. Um, what? But yeah, 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 I know. But it was great. Well, here's the thing, Kevin. I, I thought, you know what? Comic-Con always has a lot of traffic. Right. So why not leave at midnight when it's when there's Good nobody idea. on the road? Sure. Yeah. And a breeze. I just breezed down. There was no one on the road. I was mean, there anyone on the road? There was no one. But how was your alarm this morning, though? Oh, not fun. <laughs> I, I, I plan my life around how many hours of sleep I can get, okay? I don't know what kind of shape Allie would be in. I know I would be a disaster right now if I made the choices you made last night. Well, listen, I mean, I got to get through today, and then we're ready for the weekend, right? Uh, well, no, it there's sucks. tomorrow's show. It's only Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. What? So we have... Ouch. <laughs> wow. I heard at the end there. Neighborhood. Right? That hurts. 
It's a little bit squeaky. All right, well, congratulations, <laughs> Dave. I'm very impressed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was a great two-hour dance party, man. You guys missed out. And we have a lot, uh, a lot like to talk about. We didn't have about. a dance party here. Right? right. We have a lot to talk about that is uh, Comic-Con related, including uh, already news that Kevin and Allie both were alone weeping in their respective hotel rooms last I mean, night. Man, I nothing different. Just how you want for, to start your for day. For two different reasons. One, because the ESPYs were terrible. And two, because the Jim Kelly thing was amazing. Yeah. I am going to disagree vehemently with you about the ESPYs being terrible. How about that? How do you like All me right. now? Okay. So we'll discuss coming up. First, though, do we have time for a thing? Sure. I don't know what your level of interest would be in this. I guess you have to be the kind of person who wouldn't mind 40 to 50 people a day stopping by and taking pictures of your house. But the mansion in uh, Colfax Meadows, which is a Studio City neighborhood, where the Brady Bunch was filmed, is up for sale. This is the exterior. They did the, uh, the inside of the house was on a soundstage. But whenever you'd see the Brady Bunch house, the classic sitcom from the 70s, whenever you'd see the outside of the house, it's this house. And it looks exactly the same today as it did back in 1970. Okay. Before I tell you more, would you automatically not want to live in that house just because of its fame and notoriety? I, um, or do you think it would be kind of cool to be, oh yeah, Brady Bunch house, own it. Not a big Brady Band brunch. What, really? Brady Bunch fan. I didn't uh-huh. really watch really? it. Didn't really care. Oh. But I even if think you anyone would stop it, but, by. But even if you didn't, you know how massively successful, what a pop yeah, culture icon it is and the house is. Yeah. And I think you, I would avoid that. You could I've, say to I've most people. in front of You it. have. I okay, have. I would so definitely. Have, have you really, so I would definitely avoid it then. Oh, Awesome. Would you buy it if you if uh, if uh, if it met other criteria, Allie? Yes. I don't think if everybody stopped out front taking pictures, I'd be like, "Bitch, I live in the Brady Bunch house." Yeah, <laughs> I'd be in the window for like every picture, just creeping. <laughs> That'd be amazing. The uh, the property is uh, is uh, I think it's a twenty five hundred square foot home on a twelve thousand five hundred square foot lot right up against the L.A. River. And as I said, they've done a lot of work on the inside, so it's nice, but they kept the exterior exactly the same. Um, The Brady Bunch, the agent says, for the next 20 or 30 years will never be forgotten. I think there's a definite cool factor in buying one of the most recognizable television homes in existence. By the way, in case you're wondering, they are preparing for an avalanche of interest with emails and telephone calls. Everybody is going to want to come by and see that house, but they're trying to figure out a way now to make it so it just doesn't turn into a giant open house looky-loo situation. So I'm not sure if they'll end up having to you know, pre-qualify buyers or whatever, or, or figure out some way to ferret out that you're actually interested in buying the house what rather than just... you, being? I assume you would not buy that, even think about it for a second with people stopping by. I think, here's, here, here's what I think. If I met somebody who owned the Brady Bunch house, I would say, that's awesome. You're the coolest. I wouldn't want to be that guy. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be the awesome and cool guy who owned it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't need all those people stopping by. Right. But uh, it is interesting that it is uh, up for sale, so I wanted to mention that. And by the way, in this LA Times article, they also mentioned a p- couple of people who have owned other famous houses. For instance, the family that owns uh, the, what was used as the exterior for Walter White's house on Breaking Bad right. oh, yeah. had so many unwanted visitors, including many who would go up to the door mm-hmm. and want to see the house, that they put a fence around the property. And didn't people they throw throwing pe- pizzas yeah, at the roof. Yeah, did they throw pizza on the roof because of that? Many fans came by to recreate the famous scene in which Walter White tosses a pizza out of the roof of the home. Which can't be fun. 
Um, so there it is, you guys. It's up, wow. uh, up for sale. By the way, the Father of the Bride house, which was in Alhambra, mm-hmm. recently sold for uh, the asking price. And a compound in Venice that they used in the television show Californication sold for $14.6 million, setting a record for the area. And they think that was partly because of the, the uh, notoriety of being in the television show. In high school, I ran up the stairs of Alley with an Eye from Karate Kid's house. Remember her? She loved um, Danielson. S- they went of. to golf and stuff. It was awesome. And then <laughs> she had these stairs going up to her house in Encino, and I ran up those stairs. How did you get into her house? Was she sleeping? Oh, no, not in the house. No, it was the house where she lived in the movie. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the, the stairs were outside. Okay, I thought you went into her house and ran up her stairs. That would be a much better story, I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) And it wouldn't surprise me at all, knowing Allie. Correct. All right, so please enjoy. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin Bean show, shall we? You know, I'm accustomed to a certain level of failure. Oh, this sounds like the show for you, then. (laughs) Bean makes his guess on today's show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Muse stops by to join us at 7 a.m. with some new music. We have uh, Michael Snyder um, here at Comic-Con talking about the Comic-Con TV panels. Some of them are, look fantastic. Yeah, he's hosting an amazing one. Yes, he is. Uh, Muggs was at the ESPYs last night, so we're going to get some of those highlights. Oh, I hope you got Jim Kelly. <laughs> I do, too. It was awesome. Uh, Jim McLaughlin is going to be here uh, on site talking about the Hero Initiative, a uh, thing that's happening at uh, Comic-Con, and we've also got Dr. Drew on the program as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Broadcasting live from the House of Blues in San Diego for Comic-Con. Allie, you want to be the first to remind folks what San Diego means if they don't speak Spanish? Uh, It's German for a whale's vagina. There you go. Fun fact right there, you guys. People here must hate that. Oh, I assume. They have to hate it, yeah. I am a little bit, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie to you here. I'm a little bit uh, worried about our boy uh, Stryker. We may need to check in on him. (laughs) He has been very active on the Kevin Bean Afro line lately. Oh, wow. He's been leaving some magical messages. Yes, he has. So we'll visit that coming up right after six. First, though, time for our first look at what's happening. Here's Ali. Well, Bean, you were talking about the Brady Bunch house. And would you want to live in that house with everybody coming up, trying to take a picture? What about that house in San Francisco? The exterior of the Broderick Street house that... Full house. That's where yeah. they all lived. That's about right? as, uh, I mean, I, I, that's got to be about as famous as the Brady Bunch house, I would imagine, in terms of tourists wanting to get a photo and take it in front of it. Absolutely. Well, now tour buses will no longer be swinging by that San Francisco home made famous in the popular 1990s sitcom Full House because neighbors complained about double parking, congestion outside the Victorian home, causing a bunch of hazards. So... The San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency voted yesterday to ban commercial vehicles. Wow. Does it make me a bad person that it, I thought it would be funny if I owned that house mm-hmm. and people were taking pictures all the time if I left the curtains open and just walked by nude a bunch? Oh, no. That would okay. be amazing. <laughs> would Absolutely. Be amazing. Right? They'd be like, is that Jesse? I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, they'd say. It would be on them. <laughs> I mean, right? They're, I mean, you're in your my house. Right? Right? Exactly. What if you just pointed and you're like, you got it, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Full house references right now, you guys. What's happening? Cut it out. Oh, <laughs> Kevin bringing the heat. Come on now. Is that heat? No, not really. Okay. Hey, Bean, you saw the Springsteen on Broadway, right? I did. Would you then watch it if it came to Netflix? 
I think I will. Okay, well, good, because it is coming. It's a filmed version of Springsteen on Broadway. His acoustic one-man show at clocks in at two hours. Features 15 of his biggest musical hits, along with... It says here, lengthy life stories. Really? That's I'm surprised. He's usually really concise. Yes, absolutely. It is uh, as much talking as it is music. Really? really? Again, uh, if folks haven't heard about this show, it's his autobiography, basically. He wrote a book called Born to Run, and he goes through and tells his life story and then segues in and out of songs that are applicable to that period in his life that he's talking about. So, yeah, it's a, it's a real Broadway, you know, spoken it's a, and, and music show. It's not wow. a concert. So it's his childhood, political awakening. He talks mm-hmm. about the death Me- of Clarence Clemens. Right. Marriage. Wow. That's a lot. a lot. Of, of course, a lot about his parents and you know, a lot about New Jersey. I mean, just mm-hmm. uh, everything you know from his songs now, you hear him talk about as well. And it's real, real good. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's been acclaimed and it's been extended multiple times and every show is a sellout. But I think it's, it's awesome that Netflix is picking it up so people who didn't get a chance to see it on, on Broadway can see it. Absolutely. It, again, will be on Netflix on December 15th. And my friends, Michelle and Bonnie, went last night to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Oh, nice. It was his 100th show. And I have been to that show twice and it's phenomenal. You know what I didn't get at either of those two shows? What? Bruce Springsteen showing up. I'm sorry? Bruce Springsteen showed up at Madison Square Garden last night and played with Billy Joel. Wow. That's unreal. I'm a little pissed. Do you want your money back? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) You don't go to a Billy Joel concert expecting to see Born to Run, but that's what happens. (laughs) I'm saying. It's just insanity. Hey, if Dennis Rodman could bring anybody with him on his next trip to North Korea, who do you think he'd want to bring? Who would he want to bring? Oh. Is this a trick question, or should we know this? Um, it's the worst possible answer. Donald Trump. Well, no. He, okay. I think he could get there on his own. I know. Right. Yeah. Trying to guess. Yeah. Uh, I give up. Worst possible person. He'd like to bring Kanye. <laughs> he feels that Kanye's just doing amazing work around the world. If the doors open in September... And if he wants to make an album about that, he'll be there for like six to seven days and he'll see what's going on. <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> Dennis. But is there a less likely person to have ever joined the political world Mm-mm. and get into North Korea Mm-mm. and meet with a leader? What is what's happening? It's insanity. And can you imagine Dennis Rodman, Kanye, and Kim Jong-un? Yes. That would be awesome. Let's play Mary F. Kill. <laughs> no? <laughs> I want them to make a band together. That's what I want. That would be pretty oh, strong. Man. It's all it's all just insanity. I can't take it. Well, we're going to talk all sorts of SBs coming up in a bit, so I will leave it at that. Some birthdays for you, though. UFC's John Jones. He's still in the UFC? I, th- um, I think, think he's on he's suspension right now. Talking about maybe coming back. Of course. It's... Dana White. He'll he welcome is. anyone back. Oh, you murdered someone last week? Cool. Let me know when you're feeling better. Just saying. Jared Padalecki, remember him? Supernatural? Sure. sure. Wonderful. Brian May, remember him? Guitarist from Queen? Sure. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards from ER, sure. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. And a man that I always knew was a great actor. And then I saw him in Patrick Melrose on Showtime. And now I think he's the finest actor I've ever seen in my life, and I want him to win every single award, including the pig's trough at Farrell's. 
I don't even know if he could be up for that. That's a hell of an award. A hell I'll of fight an him award. for that one. Yeah, you will. How about that thing where he rolls down a hill and there's a cheese wheel? The big cheese wheel. Well, it is in England, so Benedict Cumberbatch, happy birthday. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. So we're in San Diego, and we're broadcasting from the House of Blues for Comic-Con. And uh, I got in yesterday afternoon and uh, checked in. Mm-hmm. Probably took me three minutes. And okay. uh, they were very helpful. They mm-hmm. said, would you like an upgrade for free? Sure. Oh, okay, no wow. problem. Yeah, better no, view. Great. sir. Really? Yeah, um, yeah. here's some uh, food vouchers. Here's uh, bre- uh, free internet. Go mm-hmm. ahead and take it. Take everything and have fun. Okay. And I was in my room f- four minutes after I started the process. Oh. Did they offer you the uh, the turn down and the uh, and the handy? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's included. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Now you bring that up. Why, Kevin? Allie? I had a different experience. Um, <laughs> apparently, when I was checking in, everyone was checking in and checking out. So I got in the line that was about fifty deep. Finally get up. The gentleman that helped me was so lovely. Okay, here's your room. Here's everything. Great. So I go up to the room. About a mile trek, I feel. (laughs) Um, Put the key in. Nothing. Then I'm like, okay, well, I got two keys because obviously I leave one in a purse. I get, you know, I get confused when I drink. What? So second key I put in. Nothing. I'm like, I... I have to walk all that way again. Oh, no. (laughs) So I'm walking, and then by the elevators, there's a phone. So I call downstairs, and I said, hi, my key isn't working for this room. Can you send somebody? And they're like, yeah, we'll send security. What's it doing? And I said, it's doing a yellow flashing light. Okay, try it again. I'm like, well, I'd have to walk back to the room. Can you hold? And she's like, sure. I'm like, oh, I was kidding, but okay. (laughs) So then security comes about 10 minutes later, and he's like, wow, this is really weird. Uses his own key. We walk into a room that was currently in use. All right. Oh. And I was like, whoa. Where's your porn music, Chip? We need to get Seriously. out of here. <laughs> so so they, they gave you a room that the last folks hadn't checked out of yet. Right, right. And nice. that's why your key didn't work. Exactly. All right. Exactly. So I head back downstairs and... Well, hold gen- on. What was going on in this room with these other people? Was I it worth sticking around? I didn't okay. wait to see. All no, right. I, you I didn't wasn't... see the people? You didn't oh, no, saw their stuff? There were people in the bed. Oh, there were? Yeah, okay. I, I could see feet. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, it was, it was insanity. Were the feet moving? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Murder. So I oh, I was up, thinking oh. sex. Oh. <laughs> she went straight for murder. That's where your minds go. What's happening? <laughs> so we go back downstairs, and the manager of the hotel when I was first in line, he goes, you're next. And I just looked at him and I went, I am pumped. <laughs> and just kind of joking around with him. So I walk back down and I see him and I said, hi, this is what happened. He goes, oh, God, let me handle it. So he goes to handle it. Mm-hmm. I've had to pee now for not that kind of handle. <laughs> okay. I've had to pee for over two hours. Okay. So I just run to the bathroom thinking he's not going to come out in that time. Right. I then go back and stand there. He's nowhere to be found. I then see him come out with someone else, and they start walking towards the restaurant. And I'm like, sir, sir. And he goes, I came right back out to look for you. And I said this, sir, I had to pee. Now you're yelling in the lobby now of the hotel? I'm, I'm grumpy with this man that's trying to help me. He was lovely. He then said, I'm walking you up to your room to make sure this works. Give me your bags. So he takes my bags. Mm-hmm. We go up. And then play he says, that, can I come in? Play that music, yeah. <laughs> and then he puts the key in, and I'm like, yeah, that fits. Yes. And we open the door, we go in, and he goes, I upgraded you. You now have a balcony. 
Oh, look at that. For your troubles. And All I was, right. I immediately, you know me, like if I'm even the slightest bit snotty to someone, mm-hmm. I think about it all day. You feel terrible. So for the rest of the day, I was like, oh, I mean, should I send Darren like flowers? Like, what do you do when you snapped at someone and yelled, I had to pee? Yeah. Right? So? There's the answer. There's a so, way to repay him. Sure all right. Did. So was it worth the inconvenience and the, and the bladder uh, trouble to get upgraded ultimately and end up with a nicer room with a view? I mean, talking about bladder trouble, right, Darren? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. In- inappropriate. No, my room is awesome. It okay. overlooks the marina. I have a balcony. It's wonderful. I just, I f- you know me, I feel Of course. Yeah. Well, all's well that ends well. Yeah. All right, so Allie's fine. Kevin's fine. Now let's check in on Stryker. How's he doing, you guys? Stryker uh, <clears throat> has issues. And here's what I'll say about him. Nicest guy in the world. Ever. Um... We're changing buildings for K-Rock, and mm-hmm. so everybody else that used to be in this building is gone. So when Stryker works, it's just him. He's by yeah. himself. He's alone yeah. in the entire building. He has yeah. no one to talk to. So he gets a little stir-crazy, and he left. He called the Afro Line and left us a couple of messages we thought you would like to hear from Stryker on the Afro Line. Ow! Hello? Hello, Kevin? <laughs> Allie, Bean, are you guys there? It's Stryker. I don't know if the beep went off. I just wanted to uh, let you guys know on the Afro line because I got no one to call. I'm still down the rabbit hole. I'm on the rabbit hole and the Amazon pills that were delivered and I feel so good. It's like Pez candy. The mouth opens up and I just toss it right in and it's so good. All right. So the other day I went snorkeling in the Pacific Ocean. It wasn't even that cold. And as I'm floating above the water, down below me. I saw a turtle. And you guys know I love lizards. They get on the heat square. There's a turtle, but not like an eighth grade science turtle. This was the biggest turtle I've ever seen. So as I'm floating above this turtle, and I can't even believe this turtle is there. You guys have no idea how happy I was in the ocean at this point. The turtle, as I'm existing in his universe, looks at me and winked at me. A turtle winked at me. That's just not true. I just, I I got, like, my what? man. That's just not true. I had a turtle wink at me yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! That's so dumb. So true. So so he left that message, and then he wasn't finished, so he he called back. Hello? Are you guys? Yeah, that was just, I mean, that was incredible, that turtle. Man. But have you ever had anything wink at you? Years ago, a Volkswagen Beetle winked at me. All right, hold on. Hold on. What? What's happening? I wow. Is, First of all, I need to tell you, Bean, you mm. missed this, but when he talked about those Amazon bil- pills, mm-hmm. he talked about that one day on the show where he was getting pills sent to him, but then Amazon sent him different pills. Mm-hmm. So he just decided to take them. And he felt great. And he feels great. They give yeah. him a ton of energy, so now he gets those pills all the time and he has no idea what they are. That's what? speed, he just, obviously. He, absolutely it's speed. <laughs> I'm not sure Amazon sells speed. It's something. It is something. So now he's changed stories from getting winked at by a turtle mm-hmm. in the ocean to getting winked at by a car. Right. A car winked at me. It was so... I never forget about that. And when that turtle winked, I thought about the Volkswagen Beetle car, which is not the Ted Bundy one in Florida, the serial killer. But this, I was... I'll tell you where I was at. The Bel Air Shop Easy Supermarket. I was 13 years old. My mom and I went there. She's like, wait in the car. I'm going to go get a sandwiches. I love sandwiches. I still love sandwiches. Does, this her. beetle pulled right in front of my car where I was sitting by myself, 
turned off the lights. I saw the owner get out of this car, this Beetle. And all of a sudden, not both had one headlight winked at me. It also had the 53. I know it was like the Herbie Goes Banana movie, whatever that's called, Disney movies. I don't know anything about Disney movies. I go to Disneyland. I get pineapple whips. I don't know anything about the characters. I know there's a duck and a dog with long ears anyway. Yeah, so a turtle winked at me and a VW Beetle. That's it. Down the rabbit hole I go. Goodbye, Kevin and Bean and Allie McKay. You guys are, uh, yeah. Okay. Or what? I didn't hear what we were. <laughs> did he, say, did he yeah. end that? He's I think so he, he lost lost uh, some momentum there at the end. <laughs> That's our friend Striker. The number is 323-520-AFRO, 24 hours a day. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. How about a little Bean Makes His Guess? Bean Makes His Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean Makes His Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Bean Makes His Guess. Yes. I don't know why uh, penis slapping has to be part of this. Stop complaining every time, man. <laughs> uh, Beer Mug is here. Ali is here. Kevin is here. You guys are all going to be playing against each other. This is a fascinating list if you haven't already seen it because it does make news every year when the Forbes celebrities who made the most money last year list comes out. These are international celebrities. The Celebrity 100 ranking they've been doing for over 20 years, by the way. And a couple of fun facts about this year. First of all, there are countries, uh, there's 17 different countries represented from the U.S. and U.K. to Portugal, to Ireland, to Brazil, to Argentina, Spain, and India, and so many more. So people all over the world are making lots and lots of money. Um, The minimum on this list, number 100 on the list, made $35 million last year. Holy crap. All top 11 on the list made over $100 million last year. What's happening? Now we're talking some cash. And I'll also give you this hint as we prepare to play the game that there are two actors in the top 10. One who made more money just from acting than any actor ever last year. And another who made more money from acting and other business opportunities than any actor ever last year. So if you want to think about those in the back of your mind, that maybe give you some hints on who you want to pick. So we, I have the top 20 up in front of me right now. We're going to be looking. How many can you name in the top 10 of the highest paid celebrities in 2017? Kevin, you're up first. Joe Jonas. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Come no, he's, he's very popular and awfully cute. But Joe Jonas is not that well paid, I'm oh. sorry to say. Uh, beer mug. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, yeah. He's the actor who made $124 million last year, which, by the way, not much of a surprise considering he has a new movie out every single weekend. He was in 124 movies. (laughs) He was. He is number five on the list. Well done, Muggs. You are on the board. Miss Sally McKay. Floyd Mayweather. Well, only number one. Floyd Mayweather, because of the Conor McGregor fight, made $285 million last year. Last year alone. Yes. And I'd be willing to bet that almost all of that, if not all of it, was from that one night. That fight made made $600 million or something. A hundred, I think he got out of that or something. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy. Floyd Mayweather, number one, the highest paid celebrity in the world last year. All right. Well done. Kevin, you're up. Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> nope. Come on, Kevin. I thought I had it. It's like you're not trying. <laughs> Good guess, though. All right, Bugsy. Mark Wahlberg. 
Okay, now you're not even trying. What? No, Come that's on. funny to me because what? I'm trying to be funny. Muggs is trying to guess. In what universe is Mark Wahlberg? What about like the Wahlburgers and all that other crap mm, that he does? Right. And like he has a what about steak. The burgers, guys. Yeah. Think about the burger. And then right? he has like a. How much does he make per burger? Do you think Muggs? It's probably like five bucks. But <laughs> yeah. then he has What's like up? he has a steak in the UFC. I mean, okay. Let me ask you this. Well, Muggs. so does Conan O'Brien. On a list, really? on a yeah. list where Paul McCartney is fifty-first, where do you think Mark oh. Wahlberg is going to be? Fiftieth. <laughs> no, guess. I'm sorry. No Wahlburgers on this list. Ally McKay, you can take the lead here if you get this one. I would never, ever bring up this family other than this was from Forbes last week that Kylie Jenner made a boatload. Kylie Jenner oh. is number three. Oh, no. She mm. is 20 years old, you guys. She is soon to become the world's youngest well, they claim, you could argue, self-made billionaire, uh, $166.5 million last year. Wow. Holy cow. $166.5 million. Now, Allie, you're into the uh, the ladies' uh, beauty products. Mm-hmm. Her, her stuff is legit. It's not just popular because it's her. People like it, right? Oh, no. People line up for those lip kits. People love them. Yeah. yeah. Kylie Jenner, by the way, making more money than anyone in the world except for two people in the world of entertainment. Wow. Kevin, you're up. Uh, William Hung. <laughs> Why? You know, Why? He did some touring, didn't he? <laughs> Why do we even go to you? I know. <laughs> I know he played with Chips Band, so I just figured. <laughs> Mugs, a guy a chance, al- a chance to redeem yourself. I'm try here. A guy who's also in a lot of movies. Um, Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart is not in the top twenty. I'm sure uh. he did well last year, but not well enough. Allie, please. See, I'm trying to think of people that did things that maybe we know about but don't think about that get him a lot of money. Okay. What about a tequila company that brings in zillions of dollars, Mr. George Clooney? Oh. Let me tell you mm-hmm. that George Clooney last year sold that tequila company, and that's why he is number two on this list. He I made am good. $239 million last year. Wow. George Clooney, the most money an actor has ever made in one year. It's pretty incredible, isn't it? That's, That's crazy. insane. All right, so you're telling me that Allie has won the game is what you're telling me. So let me just... Get another guess. Yeah, let's go again. Oh, one more round. One more. I got to right. redeem myself. All right, I mean, I mean, I'm curious to see who Kevin is going to come up with after William Hung. <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> get off my phone. Get off my phone. <laughs> All right, Bugs. Slay me. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre's not on the list. I'm sorry. Not in the top 20. Allie McKay. It's got to be a big tour, so either like a U2 if they're on it, or a Coldplay you don't if give they're on it. Guesses. Coldplay. Uh, well, U2 is number six, and Coldplay is number seven. So you really couldn't have gone wrong with that. Damn it! Uh, my guess wow. is that Ali has, Ali has seen the list. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. have seen the list? I can't even Boo. log on to Forbes. Boo! Collusion. Well, we named almost no all- collusion with one L. <laughs> we named almost all of them, but here's the top ten as it shakes out according to Forbes: the world's highest-paid celebrities from 2017. Number one, Floyd Mayweather. Number two, George Clooney. Three, Kylie Jenner. Number four, Kevin. You won't be surprised. It's your girlfriend, Dr. Judy. 
Judge, Judge Judy. Judy. Yeah. Excuse me, Judge Judy. Yeah. Of course, she makes a ton of dough. $147 million last year. I love it. Then her it was so Dwayne much. Johnson. Then it was U2. Then it was Coldplay. Then a young soccer player named Lionel Messi at number uh, eight. Come on, Kevin. Only my hero. Ed Sheeran at number nine. I went, and, that, I went with the, how about that girl? I figured that was How much did Ed Sheeran make? Uh, he made $110 million last year. Damn. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was at number 10, by the way. Mm. And then if you're curious, just a few more. Bruno Mars, Conor McGregor, Neymar, Howard Stern, and Ellen DeGeneres. So there's your mm. top 15. And this has been Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, Allie, you got uh, very excited and also, I imagine, frustrated because you weren't able to watch it yet. It hadn't aired on the West Coast, but you saw Danica Patrick's name blowing up right after 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Trending immediately. And not in a good way. No, it was not. She was the host of this year's ESPYs, and she was the first woman who has ever hosted. And um, I don't know if that had something to do with it. Our, our, our people in general, especially on the Internet, are a lot tougher on women being funny than men being funny. Yeah, but I, agree. I, I think it was unfair. Look. You do. I do. And I watched the, almost the whole show. I probably saw everything but about 15 minutes of it. And she's a race car driver. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't expect her to be Tiffany Haddish when she gets out there. Right. She's not a professional joke teller. Right. There so was... my suggestion is don't pick her as a, as a host. Well, they always pick an athlete, you know? I mean, and you can look at a guy like Peyton Manning who can be very funny in a Papa yeah. John's commercial, although probably never will be again <laughs> uh, with what's been going on. But, you you know, you, you, don't, you, you don't expect him to be Kevin Hart when he gets out on stage, dude. Uh, He's right. going to be Peyton what? Manning being Peyton Manning, right? No, Peyton Manning hosting, and this is me saying this, mm-hmm. is funny. There I've... are certain people that are personable and can handle that, even in interviews with Danica Patrick, there's no sense of humor. There's no, there, no there. self-deprecation. There's nothing there. So to expect that of her, it's tough. I, uh, Like I said, I'm not saying she's the greatest uh, comedian ever. I'm saying I think she was fine for an athlete hosting a show. And she did do some tape bits beyond the monologue later in the show that were pretty funny. Like the, I don't know if you guys saw the parody of I, Tanya she did called Me, Danica. It was did very funny. Okay. Uh, there was a rap bit that they did that our friend Jensen wrote, by the way, that was very funny. But let me bring, let me bring you uh, some, some uh, highlights or lowlights. You be the judge of jokes from the monologue. And you'll see that her delivery is a little stilted. But I don't think the material is that bad. And I think she did the best she could. Here's a couple for you. Speaking of other countries, congratulations to France on winning the World Cup. 
I'd make a joke about the U.S. soccer team, but they didn't qualify for this monologue. Okay, that is not a good delivery. That's a, hey, it's hey. it's the delivery, and there's some pauses. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, these are good jokes. It's just it's the secondhand cringe. I. Uh, That's not good. No. For those unfamiliar, curling is the sport where you are allowed to kneel. It's totally, it's encouraged. That's right. We have to mention the elephant in the room. It's time to talk about the national anthem controversy. And up behind her goes a picture of Fergie singing that ill-fated national anthem. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what Fergie was thinking either. I mean, again, you're right. The delivery's not great. No. But does it... Did, did it I'm, does, done, I'm done it right there. I put a period after the delivery's not great. <laughs> But did, Ali, you saw how brutal people were online last night. Yeah, I thought. I thought obviously it, it went too far, and the jokes were good. It, again, it was the delivery. It was the pauses. I did laugh at the LeBron. Uh, oh, we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. But you know, we all have bad days. Speaking of, Tiger Woods is back. Sort of, I guess. I mean, you know, why do people keep talking about this guy when he isn't winning? Who does he think he is? Me? By the way, um, the Um, audience is not down either in the room. Oh, no. They are visibly angry. At one point, Chris Long mouths, well, he says the words, but you can see what he's saying. He went, this is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, they always try to look for shots of people in the audience who are laughing. Sure. And it was pretty uncomfortable. How many of those did you find? So many big NBA moves this offseason. Kawhi Leonard went to the Raptors. Dwight Howard went to the Wizards. And Ben Simmons went to the Kardashians. That was the first that one where good. she. It was a good joke, but yeah. she also, I felt, I, I think they were booing uh, the content rather than the delivery. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I think yeah. that they were on her side a little bit for that one about Ben Simmons dating Kendall, right? I think this is where we get to LeBron. But who are we kidding? The biggest offseason pickup was LeBron James. I would ask you if you're excited, but I can tell you are. I mean, who doesn't love LeBron James? He's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And now LeBron is the newest Los Angeles transplant. Los Angeles transplant is also what he Googles when he needs new hair. And right there is where she okay, lost. Okay, honestly. Lost yeah, that was bad. It that's was, not bad. That's horrible. It was bad, but it's, <laughs> no, the, it's it was horrible. the joke after. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Like LeBron, when he hosted, he made fun of me too. I'd say we're even. J.R. Smith would say we're up by one. Honey. That's a funny joke. That's I think that's a funny joke. And the delivery there was actually pretty good. So Danica didn't uh, have a great night. Kevin, how was your night watching the ESPYs crying alone in your hotel room in San tell Diego? You, I don't know the story of Jim Kelly that well, mm-hmm. uh, the former quarterback for the Bills. Mm-hmm. But he got the uh, Jimmy V Award for Perseverance. And they showed his story and he took his team to the Super Bowl four years in a row and lost four years in a row. And then he had a son and he said his entire world turned around and then his son got a disease and ended up living about eight and a half years. Never said a word. Always had to be on oxygen 24-7. And somehow he and his wife sort of kept going and kept going. Then he got cancer in his jaw. Then he got cancer again in his jaw. He beat it both times. Mm -hmm. Now he's got it a third time. And it was just devastating. Yeah. 
They give him the award. He gets up on stage and he starts giving a speech, and it's an inspirational speech. Yeah. Like, be- <laughs> I did start crying a little bit because it was really super emotional, uh-huh. and I didn't know that story. And now he's being inspirational by giving a speech, saying anyone can make anyone else's life better. Do that, and it was amazing. I was exp- I, five minutes before that. I hated the ESPYs. Right. And then all of a sudden, that was fantastic. Aww. They do a great job at stuff like that. They, I mean, really they have, do, and that they was have impressive. The, and they have the Arthur Ashe Award, and they have a bunch of other. I mean, and they uh, they did a piece last night. Allie, you're going to fall in love with this guy. I can't remember his name now, but he was a, a Wisconsin Badger who went out, and he started Team Rubicon. Mm-hmm. After he a, after he played football at the University of Wisconsin, he uh, forewent, for is that the word, his fifth-year eligibility and joined the Marines, was in the Marines for four years. And then he saw all the disasters and tragedies, especially with weather and war around the world. And he started this Team Rubicon and goes around the world. And, like, he goes to Puerto Rico after a hurricane and stays there for months helping people and cleaning up and doing everything like that. And he's got 80,000 people working with him now. Started with eight dudes, eight veterans. Now there's 80,000 people going around the world, including in America, places like Houston that need it. And uh, you talk about inspirational you would have fallen in love with this dude. Yeah, that was he w- he too. wasn't hard to look at. No, either. he's he's an amazing guy, and <laughs> his no, he's a babe. He looked like the freaking bachelor, you know. Odd thing for me to say. His wife, that's pregnant. They showed uh-huh. her in the audience. She used yeah. to be a weather woman on KABC. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Lovely, lovely SoCal girl <laughs> with Latvian roots. What's happening right I now? Don't know. <laughs> I didn't dive because I was like, this couple is hot. Well, it was a tough few minutes for Danica Patrick, but overall, the ESPYs was a pretty good show if you get a chance to check it out. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Brand new music from Muse that's called Something Human. Oh, that's a nice golf clap there, Bean. <laughs> right? Thank you. Very polite. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a, I think that's a warm response to the new song for first here, I think. Sure. Uh, and speaking of the band Muse, Matt and Dom, welcome back. Thank you. Hey. Thanks for having us. Good we have so many again. questions about something human. We have so many questions about so many things, but I think we're missing someone, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about Chris. <laughs> uh, uh, where the hell is your dog? Um, Floyd's in London right now. Floyd's in London? He's in, yeah, he's actually in London. I've, I've been spending yeah, a bit of time over apartment. there. He just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's on holiday? He's, or just, what's he's on holiday. He went to go and yeah, watch cruising. the World Cup. Oh, oh now he's sad. <laughs> <laughs> now he's like just down, like oh, along God. with everyone else in England right now. <laughs> he needs some time to process his feelings before he can go back out with you guys. Yeah. So, oh, that's we're we're so. I mean, look, it's not like we're not happy to see you. We are, but You're frankly, fine. we You're were in for, we were in it for Floyd. He's, uh, I think last time he was here, he had his cone on his head. He, he? did. Yeah. He just had the balls off, but now he's. he's <laughs> Totally recovered. I'm actually a little concerned with why Floyd isn't here now. I mean, he came in just having his his boys cut off. Right? Now he's not here. Now he's gone. How, do, how does Floyd fly? Is he an easy dog to get uh, back to back to country to country? Uh, he's, he's, he's got a G5, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 actually, all of us. He's, he's actually a pilot now. So <laughs> he just okay. All right. <laughs> That's impressive. Right. <laughs> so uh, no Floyd, uh, no peace, but we're going to press on anyway. Let's talk about this, something human since we just heard it. And, I mean, I guess the uh, the first thing I thought is, this is really different from you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that the kind of the reaction you're getting from people? Yeah, I mean, it, we, we throw out curveballs every now and again. Uh, this song was a kind of acoustic-based song. You know, it's the first time I've written a song on the acoustic guitar for uh, 15 years at least. 
And uh, something about getting out the acoustic, it just makes you sort of get a bit more sort of heart on the sleeve and more personal, more intimate with what you're singing about and stuff. So, uh, so really, it was kind of a basic me on acoustic guitar. But then we found ways to kind of enhance it and sort of add bits of you know, add band parts to it and sort of electronic bits and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's definitely different for us. Just up tempo. It's light. It's kind of lightweight in tone. So uh, yeah, um, and it's our soft side, I'd say. It is your soft side. What made you go back to the acoustic guitar? I think. Uh, I've done a lot of interviews over the years uh, where people say, oh, you know, they talk about how we do everything on such a big scale and mm. sort of over the top and crazy and stuff. And, and I've, I've always said, like, yeah, I'd love to do something a bit more stripped down. And, but I never actually have done it until now, you know. Okay. I, I mean, this is kind of stripped down, I'd say. When you hear, obviously, the, just me on the acoustic, uh, on the album, there'll also be just a straight acoustic version as well. I was going to ask, yeah. because you already put up an acoustic version on your Instagram. Yeah, that's like a little live thing of me in, in the studio mucking about, but... Um, That's the... just you mucking about, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I'd say, I mean, in terms of the new album we're working on, that's, this is the, probably the softest kind of side of it, do you know what I mean? And, uh, and it's been a while since, I can't remember the last time we put out, like, a song as a single that was really kind of that sort yeah. of uh, and, laid back. And, and, and Dom, what did you think when you heard it the first time? Um, Hard to play drums on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I mean... It's drum parts, isn't it? Well, this, yeah, it's in there. But, I mean, I think I just liked the song a lot because it was literally like the first thing I heard was really just Matt playing the guitar and kind of singing it. So um, it, it was a case of like, you know, how are we going to do this? But yeah, I just really liked the song. So we just kind of figured out how to, um, you know, turn it into what it is. And we didn't know whether to like keep it really stripped back, but we often can't help ourselves in the studio. So we've ended up kind of oh, yeah. a load of sci-fi <laughs> you it up robots for sure, yeah. and synths <laughs> and weird stuff on it, you know, which is Well, well many typical, people have said that the, you know, the sign of a, a good song, no matter how great the production is, is can you just play it on a guitar or just play it on a piano? <laughs> right, yeah. And true, it's still yeah. great. And then, then you've got a, a well-written song. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a very traditional song for us, you know, you know mm-hmm. everything about it, the chordal structures, the melodies, and the kind of, the yeah, you can just play it on acoustic, it just sounds like, you know. I think this good. is a good time yeah. for Chris and for Dom to t- take a little walk off stage, get a little drink, something, <laughs> while you're out there performing the song. The song is uh, is now available everywhere you get songs. It is uh, released, it's Into the Wild, and the video is out as well, and as, as simple as the song is, the video is the very opposite of that. <laughs> what is yeah. going on with be any wilder. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, well, I mean, we wanted to do something. I mean, we're talking about the video. The idea had come up, but we we're like, shall we do it? Is it really going to work with a song? And I just thought, well, yeah, it's so different mm-hmm. to the way the song sounds. Sort of the opposite, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, let's just do it. So I think it adds a nice dynamic to it. Matt's driving a Lamborghini. I can buy that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turning, but Dom, you, you as a, co- a cop, I don't. As a sexy cop, by the way, I mean, I'm yeah. point out. Way I'm not positive cop, that, that yeah. I can buy yeah. that. It looks like you're you're what on your Chris? way to play Chris? a bachelorette party. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I can buy. Man. Chris, uh, what? Yeah. Chris with the bazooka. Did you buy that? Yeah, I, I did buy yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, the bazooka yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. I wondered if it was a real thing. I'm just a cop. Yeah. But, sexy um, cop. A cop. Don't it's take cop. anything it's away from cop. sexy cop. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely a sexy I did, cop. I didn't see it that way, but you know, <laughs> how, however you want to see it, it's fine. <laughs> and it, it looks like the craziest, uh, you know, sci-fi movie you've ever seen. Is any like, are, is there really a, a Lambo? Are you really driving a Lambo, Matt, or is it all yeah, computer? Well, no, the, uh, the end of the Thought Contagion video that was a real Lambo that I got out of. I pulled up in that and got out mm-hmm. of it, and then we got that. We got that same one, and essentially that was on a green screen. I mean, so so everything inside the car is me inside a real Lambo from the early eighties. It's, I was basically reliving my cannibal run, my cannibal run fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you also really turn into like a wolf beast? For real. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. All right, just making sure everything was above yeah, board. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it one. is 
It is visually stunning. I mean, it really is unbelievable what they can do these days. Uh, oh, yeah. But, it, it, I mean, it's just like like hearing the song for the first time. You look at it and go, wow, that's something. That's a that's a zag, you know? Yeah, totally, yeah. We're, we're, we're loving that visual style. We're going to sort of stick with this and build a world around it for the whole album, you know? Uh, so regardless of what the sort of song style is, we're going to sort of stick with this kind of look. And it's it's kind of, re- for us, reconnecting with all the films we grew up loving when we were in the early Like 80s, Teen Wolf? Yeah, yeah Teen Wolf, uh, Blade Runner... Cannibal um, Run. Cannibal Run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I ask you guys a question? Is there an album? Is yes, there, there going to be an yeah, album? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah we're, because... finishing, we're finishing it right now. This, okay. this, this next week or two, uh, we're finishing the mixing, and there's one song we've just got to do some more recording on. It's nearly done. Uh, we've got 11 tracks in the bag. It's gonna wow. Be, yeah, it's going to be a great album. Um, 11 tracks on the album, then we're going to do like seven or eight extra tracks, which are going to be sort of acoustic or alternate versions of the songs. Oh, which, wonderful. Which will be interesting. For example, like Dig Down, for example, on the album, there's going to be a really cool uh, uh, acoustic version with a gospel choir, which is really different. Oh, to the, awesome. Which is really wow. different to the original. Um, but yeah, but then the album's got a lot of harder rock on it as well. It's got the usual stuff. Uh, so um, we're excited about it. But it's coming out. In it, no- there is an album, and it's coming out in November. November. In November. Yeah. 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 November. So it is actually okay. happening. Is it difficult for you to finish mixing and say, okay, we're done? Uh, we can't tinker anymore. I'd say it's yeah. difficult. I think it's more it difficult is. finishing the recording process. It is. Okay. Yeah, you can always put, you always want to put, try things or try different directions. And actually, what's cool, though, with this album is you're going to hear, like, as I said, two versions of the same song sometimes. You know, as I said, like acoustic strip version or even a sort of more kind of ethereal, dreamy version and then the hard rock version or the, the, the full band version. So it, rather than get caught up in doing finishing touches, we've actually put both versions of the song on the album, which is quite yeah, cool. Yeah, that's true, yeah. All right, you guys, it's Muse. They're here. We just played the new song. We'll talk more about that and future touring plans. So much more with our guests right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. Hey, it's Muse, you guys, here on the Kevin and Bean Show, 106.7 KROQ. Matt, Dom, how you feeling? Feeling Great. good. Yeah, yeah excellent. We uh, have, are so excited that you're here because, uh, A, we just had the uh, the premiere of the brand new song, uh, Something Human, talking about the new album coming out in November, which is wonderful news. But also, within the last couple of weeks, you had the big Drones experience in the movie theater, and a bunch mm-hmm. of us here at K-Rock went to see it. So yeah, that was awesome. So congratulations on that. Oh, cool. Thank oh, you. Nice. Cool. How was it? It was great. <laughs> it was, oh, you should see it, Dom. It's real good. It was really great because they did use a lot of the visuals that you guys have on stage. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen Have you yeah, not seen yeah, it? Yeah. Okay, you're just I'm joking. Kind of, I'm just seeing it whether you liked it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> and also the sound was great. That's what I was hoping oh, for yeah, when yeah, I went yeah, to a movie. That's tough in the cinema, yeah, to get yeah, the, yeah. the live sound away. I thought it sounded great, but uh, I went to um, Ant-Man and the Wasp with my daughter first. Yeah. And so then I bought tickets for your movie. So Very then cool. I went to your movie after. I only saw about three quarters of it. So I, the way I figure it, you guys owe me about... You know, twenty five percent of my <laughs> okay, okay. ticket. Wait, hold on a second. Are you, are you cool? saying you skipped theaters and now it's Muse's fault? No, that I you didn't see their whole movie. No, I bought tickets to their movie. Okay, and then didn't see it all. So I'm just looking for a reimbursement. Oh, <laughs> that's like a personal problem to me. Okay, right. You know us. So, you know us. Free tickets anytime. Yeah, when it. you're when you're filming this, you actually have in the arena drones flying all around you while you're playing, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, not at all distracting, right? Uh, well, yeah, what, what, one of them took out Chris, didn't it? Do you remember that time? Like, one, <laughs> one landed on Chris's head once. Is that right? Yeah. 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 A little distracting it was, for him. It was, the most, uh, it was the most Spinal Tap <laughs> tour in terms of malfunctions. It was, beyond, it, was. it was beyond belief, yeah. Like, the big one the big one that came out took Chris out once, and it, it collapsed and broke onto the crowd. In Mexico, like, half the crowd managed to grab the drones and pull them into the crowd, rip them apart, and all this kind of stuff. So Excellent. We, so we had, like, trucks of backup drones the whole time, because oh they, 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 they didn't survive that long. But, uh, but, it, but it was a great tour, though. Yeah, it's fun.
fun. It was like we used this new, brand new technology at the time, which was autonomous drones flying around and staying within a virtual space in the arena. And it was uh, so they really were sort of behaving independently, which was uh, they had a mind of their own. That's like oh, yeah. that is it was really cool yeah. and really great. I love yeah. it. Oh, cool. And, and I read a lot when the when the thing came out. It was in theaters for one night only, July twelfth. And before I ask my question, I assume at some point it'll have some sort of wider availability for those who didn't get to see it that one night, right? Um, I mean, I don't know. We, we haven't got any plans to. I guess maybe eventually it'll turn up on some okay. some some streaming service somewhere, yeah, maybe or something so, like yeah. that. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, no one does DVDs anymore or anything like that. You know. So, yeah. So, All right. So. Yeah. My question was then, I, I read a lot about augmented reality, meaning that you were then able to go back and take the footage of the show that you, the shows that you shot and then even keep working on them after that and add stuff, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah we kind of felt like uh, doing a live show, just a standard live show capture is kind of, we, we've done that a lot already. So why not enhance the show uh, with special effects in a way that we wanted it to be? You know? when, we, when we first had those drones floating around, the idea was to have white smoke in them and then project images and onto the white smoke. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then uh, obviously when we tried it uh, in rehearsals, it didn't really come off properly, you know, so it just looked like, you know, so we end up, uh, when you actually had a concert, you just saw the drones flying around with like, you know, different colours on them and things like that. But but when we actually came to do the film, we thought, well, why not why not put in the visuals that we actually wanted to happen inside the drones uh, as they were supposed to be? Yeah. So I just want to ask a follow up. Then you did all of that work for this movie for one night, and you're not sure if you're going to release it for <laughs> anything <laughs> else. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 is it coming out in any other way, Gail? I don't know. I can't remember. It is. It, it yeah. will be. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm sure it will at some point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gail doesn't let you say anything anyway. So why do you ask? Why even bother asking? Um, you, you know, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the World Cup and how sad Floyd your dog is. Um, did you guys have any thought whatsoever of going to the World Cup, going to see them in yes. Russia? Because I feel like you could totally. pull that off. Yeah, no, when England were in the, the quarterfinal, and as in the semifinals, and I thought I was going to say if they won and they were going to uh, get the final, I was going to fly. So semifinal, yeah. not, <laughs> not big enough for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, at that point, it's too late. I was, okay. I was, I was in the thick of making the album, believe oh, it or not. Okay, I got you. And, um, but I was going to put the album to one side and potentially put the release date back. I got you. Uh, <laughs> if, if they got to the final, because I'd have had to stop making the album to get them to go to Moscow. Because yeah. seriously, if something only happens like every fifty years, you pretty much have to be there if you can, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. In England, in England's case, yeah, it's, uh, when good things happen, it's few and far between. Let's say so. Uh, um, so We'll take it, yeah. I know a lot of people are disappointed because England didn't win the World Cup, but getting as far as they did was quite yeah. an accomplishment. Oh, it was, yeah, it was great. I mean, that last time was 1990 that we got to the semi-final. I remember I was about 12, 13 at the time or something, and uh, mm-hmm. loved it, you know. It was so exciting. It's been uh, what, 28 years to get that vibe back, you know. Yeah, yeah. well, it was exciting, and I, I want to tell you, a lot of people around the world fell in love with those boys. They really did. I mean, they really did bring the England national team kind of back from obscurity a little bit. You know, there's a, they're a force to be reckoned with now for the first time in a long time. Yeah, totally. They great, did. Great yeah. team. Yeah, Kane. Something about Kane. Harry he's, Kane, he's, he's, he's Harry got the right, Kane's got um, great hair. He's just got the right side. Oh, you like him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fabulous hair. <laughs> and also, as Americans, we had to pick some, another team because we didn't make it to the World Cup. So we're looking for anybody that we can latch on to. <laughs> have, uh, have you guys ever played Russia? They have allowed a lot of rock music over the last oh, few we're, years. Oh, we're, we're massive oh, yeah, in Russia, yeah. Yeah, it's one of really? our, yeah, uh, yeah, we play huge shows there. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pretty, yeah. is there any kind, and I'm sorry, I know this is a crazy tangent, but I'm just so fascinated with this because we always hear how much they control everything that goes on. The government is always watching and whatnot. Yeah. Do you ever get any kind of like weird feelings over there about where you can go and what you can do? Never in Russia, no. China definitely though. You know, China, really? yeah, China is very controlled. Yeah, I mean they control this, the set list. You know, we're not not allowed to. I'm play, sorry, not allowed to play Uprising in China. Yeah, is that oh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember the first time we were going to go there. Um, 
we sort of didn't agree to modify the set list so they wouldn't let us come in. So that was it, you know. So, and I thought, How bizarre. Like, yeah. Um, but no, Russia never got that feeling at all. Russia feels no. completely so open. So in China, yeah. they yeah. feel like people will be living their lives and they're going to hear the word uprising and they're going to go, you know what? we got to overthrow <laughs> the government. <laughs> apparently That's so, crazy. apparently so. so uh, and uh, there's, there's, there's other countries as well, like... Um, I think it's Malaysia where there's uh, it's illegal to spit. I think illegal to spit. Yeah, so we got oh. give, we got given a warning before going on stage, like do not spit, otherwise you'll go to jail. Now, are you a spitter? Uh, well, sometimes you've got to clear, <laughs> clear your throat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to just uh, gargle my way through that one. Yeah. That's yeah, so. <laughs> a sentence I did not expect this morning. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. All right, last uh, question for the boys. Uh, since we're talking about uh, li- live shows, uh, you mentioned the album coming out in November, and again, you guys are road dogs, and you, it's not like you've been off the road. You know, you guys have still been doing shows you know even between albums but uh what are the plans once the record comes out is it is it time for another big one yeah yeah we're actually going to clear, clear a bit of space around when the album comes out to sort of make more videos and uh we'll probably do like a couple of small small scale shows at some point um you know when the album comes out but then the big tour we're planning probably going to kick off in spring next year i'd say yeah all right and we're, we're going to start in the states i think yeah. i got the idea huh. from the lyrics of something human that being on the road can be sort of detaching maybe you guys need to slow down a little yeah i mean <laughs> i'd say the last year or two i think we've got it right you know it's been lovely right. um you know we did last year we did 30 uh, 30 shows 35 shows this year we're doing like six or seven but it's been really nice to you know have to be really creative in the studio and not ever be too exhausted from the to the road from the road to yeah. want to get in the studio you know so i think as a it's, no, it's good to find a balance absolutely well we love that you have uh, this this new schedule that we have where every time you guys have a new song ready you bring it into us we are very satisfied with <laughs> oh, really? i love the hand delivery of brand new muse music and congratulations <laughs> on something human the song is out it's available for purchase or streaming and the video as well it's wild you got to check it out and please 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 come see us anytime but bring flight we he'll be do. here next time don't worry <laughs> and we'll Thank bring another new song yeah, in a couple months <laughs> <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Look who's joined us here at the House of Blues in San Diego. Ladies and gentlemen, our good friend Michael Schneider is here. Executive, am I the only one applying? <laughs> I mean, you're at the I'll, beginning. I'll applaud myself. At the beginning. Okay. Executive editor of IndieWire, editor at, large, editor at large of Variety, and Mr. Comic-Con. How are you, sir? I'm good, Bean. How you doing? I'm very put off by his T-shirt, though. He's wearing a Kevin and Bean T-shirt with our faces on it, and it's disturbing. Yeah, it's even more disturbing if you're wearing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your two mugs on my chest. <laughs> this must not last long. How does it and feel I'll, against your skin? <laughs> it's it's kind of comfy. i got to oh, say, these nice. two guys. Nice. They, they, they go on nice. But it has to be so annoying because everywhere you go this morning, people are going to be like, who no. the hell is that? Don't be ridiculous. He's brought another shirt. Oh, it's, okay. it's, this is the jankiest cosplay, I think, of Comic-Con <laughs> right here. <laughs> so, Michael, let's talk about uh, Comic-Con 2018. Obviously, it gets bigger and better every year. But this year, there's a little bit of a twist. As you put so aptly in your IndieWire.com headline yesterday, no Game of Thrones, no Marvel, no problem. 11 burning questions for this year's San Diego Comic-Con. And you're right. Those are two of the things that in years past have been the highlights of Comic-Con. What are they doing this year to get around that? Yeah, well, you know, the the, the thing is, I think a lot of these companies now are deciding that uh, it, it doesn't make sense to spend a lot of money and bring your show to Comic-Con if you don't have anything actually really to tout. And, and as we know, Game of Thrones will be back for another year. So HBO decided to sit this one out. But there's still a ton going on. Uh, so much TV that uh, you're not going to miss it, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, 
Breaking Bad is having a reunion panel, which is going to be huge. Uh, Doctor Who is review, uh, revealing their new Doctor. Uh, you know, uh, of course, Walking Dead always has huge panels. Sure. So, so there's a there's a lot going on here still. Are, are you surprised to see a Breaking Bad reunion panel just five years after the show went off the air? <laughs> well, you know, this is all about nostalgia these days, right? Everyone's like quickly, re, re, you know, d- doing these uh, re, re, revivals and uh, reunions, and, and right, so it's, but five it's, years. Yeah, yeah well, it hasn't been twenty. Five years. Yeah, it's well, it's the ten year anniversary from the premiere in two thousand. Ah. That's how they're getting away with it, and because Better Call Saul is still in the zeitgeist, so in some ways, the Breaking Bad sort of lore has never really disappeared. So, is it, I don't know what their original plan was, how many seasons they planned on Better Call Saul going, but the show has been so great, and it's now edging into very close to Breaking Bad territory. Are they going to get to a point where they're going to be in trouble because they should be at a part of the story where Walter White needs to show up? Well, yeah, at some point, I think Walter White may show up, and, and also Jesse. So so there have been hints for a while that those two guys might show up toward the end of, of the run, perhaps. But you know what? They can also jump forward, and they've been now been talking about what's the future of Saul. You know, he's he's actually now Gene working at the Cinnabon in <laughs> Omaha. So you could potentially turn this into, okay, what's the redemption story for Saul in present day? So that show could continue for well, that's a true. while. Yeah. All right. Um, you mentioned Walking Dead. Are we expecting, they're notoriously tight-lipped, and of course they got to give us something here, but are we going to get any more information about how they're going to lose Andrew Lincoln in this upcoming season? You know, they, they always come armed with a trailer and, and some hints, but you're right, they, they are notoriously tight-lipped, and I don't know how much we're actually going to get out of them, but this may be the last chance for, for Andrew Lincoln to be up there on stage with Norman Reedus and the whole gang, so it might be sort of a, almost a farewell feel, and, and, and so they might let some things out. You know, the ratings are down for that show, so I think they need to stoke some interest a little bit more, so that may lead them to actually give a little bit more info It is sort usual. of funny that they have a giant panel, and they have the whole cast, and they have the creators and everybody else, and they give you very little. I mean, that's really... You yeah, know what Andrew an Lincoln an it's an art, can yeah. do? He could, he could pull a love, actually, and he doesn't have to say it. He just holds up on the signs and just keeps right. Here's how I die. That would be <laughs> amazing. That would be pretty cool. That, that and then, then he's shot and killed by Robert Kirkman. <laughs> on stage. On stage. Yeah, that's, that's a twist. Let, that, yeah, Let me ask uh, Michael Snyder is our guest from IndieWire and Variety. We're talking about Comic-Con TV and movie panels here in San Diego this weekend. Uh, let me ask you about a couple new things that are very buzzy. And how successful is it to debut? Like, for instance, Mayans MC, for instance, which is a new show coming up from Kurt Sutter. Can't wait. Uh, do you make a big <laughs> impact if you're bringing a new project to Comic-Con, or is it really kind of tough to cut through? I think it depends. Again, you know, Minds MC obviously is coming off of Sons, so there is sort of this built-in franchise. So you do that, and you've already got a fan base that's that can't wait to see, okay, what's the next chapter? What's Kurt Sutter got up his sleeves? So so that's why that, that thing is already huge, and uh, I believe that's going to be in Hall H. So, you know, they're is, already yeah. expecting a huge crowd to, Hall to see H, what that's all about. Hall H, the line right now is back to the Mexico border. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to keep going. They, they may start actually deporting some of the Comic-Con <laughs> attendees, unfortunately. Have you seen any of the Mayans MC yet? Yeah, yeah. They actually, I was at the Austin TV Festival uh, about a month ago, and so they, they showed a big chunk of it, the the, the first uh, opening. And yeah, it starts off. I mean, it's, you know, there, there's it already... It comes right out of the gate. There's an ambush. Oh, there's, I love there's it. some shooting. There, there's some serious action. Were you a Suns so, fan? So, yeah, yeah. Was, oh, so excited Especially for when they did that after show. No, that was and terrible. Was that, that guy host. was... Oh, his Remember that? Was it was like li- dead. Yeah, it, it was, was weird. Come yeah, on, Michael. It was, but, but it was live TV, and you never knew what was going to happen. <laughs> That's for sure. That was strong. Um... <laughs> Castle Rock. 
Yes, yes. Oh, down across Castle Rock. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's Fraggle Rock. That's Fraggle Rock. Uh, that's uh, this is the new Stephen King anthology yeah. series. It's going to be on Hulu. Now, I adored the Hulu adaptation of 112263. Uh, I adored that so much from Stephen King. Uh, what do you know about Castle Rock? Yeah, well, if you're a, if you're a Stephen King fan, you're really going to dig this because it's got all sorts of Easter eggs, uh, you know, from Shawshank Redemption to uh, you know just about every major Stephen King title. So so if you're into King, then, then I think you're really going to like this this show. Michael, what panels are you going to be involved in personally? So uh, I am uh, moderating the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, so right. Awesome. Now so you're this, talking. This afternoon. So, so 7 o'clock. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's the, uh, the big comeback story, obviously. Yeah. The show that Such was canceled great news. and then they, uncanceled. They canceled yeah. it, then another network picked it up, which yeah. is just, this is a good time for TV shows that have ardent fan bases. Yeah, yeah. And and this obviously, uh, you know, it's, it was huge for the cast, and, and they're still celebrating. So I can't wait to see those guys up on stage and, and just have a party. It's a yeah. fun group of people, yeah. the whole group. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think they've got more funny people on their cast than any show on television. So, so that's going to be a blast so to do. Yeah, yeah. What are you personally excited about going to see while you're there? Well, there's there's a lot of we haven't talked about the activations yet, and there's there's a ton of them this year. Uh, you know, I just walked by uh, the Jack Ryan one actually. You know, that's the the Amazon adaptation. Can't of that. wait for that. And uh, you know, you, John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski. Yeah. And so you can kind of be Jack Ryan and crawl through sort of a they, they've got like a Middle Eastern set where you're chasing bad guys. And, yeah, and, what and could go wrong? It looks kind of fun. There's, there's a, a good place, uh, a good place activation. So speaking of Mike Schur and, and Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, you can find out whether or not you're going to the good place or the bad place. Oh. And spoiler alert: I think we're all going to the bad place. <laughs> I, think, I think we're in. For the sure. bad yeah. Place. Anyone involved are, in this show is. is you're right, Alan. We're in the bad place. To, to the bad place. <laughs> uh, there's also Purge City, which Kevin, yeah. I think you need to. I yeah. feel like I need no. to. Yeah. No. So come on, Allie. No. Come on. No, he will take it too far. He'll be like, I thought this was real. You could do and anything. It's it's actually kind of fun. It's it's a parody of Party City. So it's like you're going to <laughs> Purge City to pick up your supplies for the inco- upcoming Purge. I like so, it. And, you, and you'll get some swag out of it. So, uh, and, and the other thing I need to show you guys, uh, I showed Allie this already. If you guys go inside the convention center mm-hmm. and you need to use the facilities, the bathroom, yeah. make sure you pick up one of the toilet seat covers. Okay. Because... I don't want to sit it's, on Deadpool's face. It's Deadpool's face. <laughs> but it oh. says, this is all we could afford. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, so when, when you need to take a dump, wow. uh, head over and uh, grab a, Deadpool's head. That's a classy way to say it, Michael. It's Thank fantastic. you. fantastic. <laughs> just can't believe you brought down the quality level of this program. <laughs> that is very difficult to do, when, Michael. When, when in Rome, yeah. <laughs> all right, where should, people, uh, where should people check in with you and your, uh, your online for uh, uh, ongoing coverage of Comic-Con this weekend? So, ind- IndieWire.com will be mm-hmm. uh, covering all the panels, uh, the activations, et cetera, on, uh, you know, also on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, oh, all everywhere. that good stuff. Yeah. All right, sounds great. Michael Snyder, we love you. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, guys. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i mean i gotta tell you michael snyder was just here and he had our shirt on mm-hmm. very just uh disturbing mm-hmm. it is to see your face on somebody else's the way body. he kept rubbing his nipples. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good look. It's not a good look for anybody involved. Uh, if you want to stop by, if you're in uh, the San Diego neighborhood, you're on the way down listening to the show. We're at 1055 Fifth Avenue, San Diego, House of Blues, broadcasting live till 10 o'clock and back here again tomorrow, bringing you lots of Comic-Con stuff. Straight ahead, beer mug on the red carpet of last night's ESPYs in L.A. You'll love that. And at 9 o'clock, more tickets for Imagine Dragons. That's all coming up on Kerouac. First, though, Allie, Thursday morning, what's happening? Where did Kevin them say we were earlier. I don't think Third it was any C, it was C or something. C and fifth. Oh, is that okay? Yes, right. oh, was it okay. fifth? Okay. Uh, yeah, apologies. Ap- oh, wow. Bean. Uh, sure. Apologies. Fifth, fifth and, C. and C. That's what I said. What's happening? I got it right for once in my life. I walked out and looked. <laughs> Come on. Holy well, you crap. can't blame her Listen, for double checking. Doubting you. me is the right move. But mm-hmm. okay, this particular right. time I was right. <sighs> Bean, I'm sure you've seen this. I don't think Kevin has. And I'm not going to show him the picture until I've kind of finished reading a few things about it. But there is a giant open shirt statue of Jeff Goldblum yes, from is. Jurassic Park. It popped up next to uh, London's iconic bridge. And it's both puzzling and wowing tourists alike. And we've come to find out that it was put up by Sky's subscription service, Now TV, because they are celebrating 25 years since Steven Spielberg's blockbuster hit graced the screen. What if I told you it was a 330-pound statue, measures 25 feet, and apparently took 250 hours in the making? What? Prepare yourself. I'm about to click on it so you can see it. All right. Jeff Gold. (laughs) Yeah! His shirt's open. And he's just leaning back. If you, were, if you were told it was Jeff Goldblum, you have no idea. Oh, no, that's like an iconic picture. Is oh, it? I think it's that a looks meme. just like him. Yeah, it's a meme. Huh. But it is. Wow, that is something. Look at it the has people become taking a selfie. The, that's awesome. It's become the hottest selfie spot in all yes. of London. Everybody yeah. wants to get their picture taken with Goldblum down. It is going to be sticking around until next week. And if I was one of those people with a, a jet and money, I'd fly. Just, to just take for a that. Next to that. Remember when I met him? When he was, I'll just say it. He was hitting on uh, my high school tennis team. 
And your team, the yeah. entire team? Oh, the entire team. Okay. Like, oh, I'm Jeff Goldblum. And it was weird. And I decided, because I'm awful, I decided to say, hey, do that thing at the end of the show where you put your arm up like you're making a muscle and do the da 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 and he goes, who do you think I am? And I said, you're Bowser from Sha Na Na. And he was so... Fully well I he knew was. fully well He was so annoyed. And I was like, you're hitting on 16-year-olds. It was awesome. That we sounds were, we were like an, a good time. We were an old-looking 16, haggard, really. Like, they had just... <laughs> he didn't know. Guys, let's talk potato chips. Remember when we were kids? They just came in potato-flavored? Right. And then it was like sour cream and onion. And everyone's like, this is good. Wow, look at us really branching out. Well, Lay's revealed yesterday that they have new flavors of its Taste of America line of chips. Now, these are eight limited varieties that represent different parts of the country. Okay. So, the heartland mid-America. Apparently, they eat a lot of pizza there. So, their chip is deep dish pizza. The Northeast, their chip is lobster roll. That's disgusting. What? Do you want a chip that no. tastes fishy? I don't think so. No, no, sir. And isn't lobster roll still available? Yes, you can still Just have that. Yeah, absolutely. Fried pickles with ranch, representing the Midwest. Your people down in the Gulf Coast, Bean. Mm-hmm. Cajun spice. Of so course. that makes sense. All right. The poor South. Pimento cheese. Mm. Ew. Thai sweet chili for the Pacific Northwest. Chili con queso. For Southwest. There's a lot of potato chip information, Alex. And the Atlantic (laughs) crab spice. And then they have 34 flavors representing countries. For Latvia. No. You were, were, for a second, you were nervous. I was believing it. I was like, I'm not sure we have time for that. Make it stop. This Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, supposed to come out um, during the 50th anniversary of Sharon Tate's murder. Mm -hmm. And some people were wondering, "Eh, do you do that? Why do you... Don't draw attention to that. And it's just, it's not a good situation. But it's been moved. But people with knowledge of the situation said that the movie uh, was moved to the end of July to give it a full month of playtime for summer audiences. So it had nothing to do with a little backlash about coming out on the 50th anniversary. Of Would Shanty that Twitter. seem like bad taste to you if it, if it was pegged to an anniversary? Because I, I think, I, I mean, I, if a 20-year anniversary mm-hmm. uh, 9-11 movie came out in September, right. 20 years, I, w- I would think that was fine. If uh, you did a movie about, uh, you know, the riots of 1968 and it came out mm-hmm. 50 years after, I think that would be fine. I don't think that bothers me. Well, even if it did, it's, it's been moved. Okay. Right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now, are you bothered back? that it's moved? You want him to move it back? No, I just, I was wondering, I mean, it sounds like they made that decision independent of any criticism that may have been coming their way, Mm -hmm. but I just wondered if there are people who thought it would be insensitive to to make it look like you were capitalizing on the murder, but I just think an anniversary is a legitimate legitimate reason and timing to put out. I just wish poor Tarantino could have gotten some stars for this. I know. He's really slumming these days. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Dakota Fanning, Damian Lewis, Burt Reynolds, Margot Robbie, Kurt Russell, Michael Madsen, Tim Roth, Timothy Oliphant, Luke Perry. Holy crap. Dylan McKay. I should have led with that. That's I'm amazing. Sorry. I know. It looks incredible. Can you take the Jeff Goldblum thing down? Because it's really... Nope, I'm leaving that up. It's actually my screensaver <laughs> now. So me. Enjoy that. It is. It's so right in your face. And the shirt is open, so you just see yeah. an erect left nipple. Good times. It is good times. There are some birthdays today, and I... She's uh, looking through her paperwork. love to tell you what they are. Great people. Benedict Cumberbatch, I remember that. 
and John Jones. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and others. Others. Look Let's it up. Google it. Yeah. That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It is a Comic-Con weekend here in uh, San Diego at the House of Blues, the Kevin and Bean Show on a Thursday morning. Muggs, though, has not joined us because he had a big night last night. Uh, you were on the red carpet of the ESPYs, Muggs. This must have been an award show that you were actually pretty excited to go to, I bet. The first one I've ever been to, and uh, super excited rolling up, and tons of athletes everywhere you turned, there was an athlete. It is amazing how many people show up for this thing because, I mean, let's be honest, even though the ESPYs have been around and been on TV for a long time, it's a made-up award. Yeah, <laughs> I of mean, course. It's just a TV network giving you a statue is all it is, but they do show up for it. It is a pretty good broadcast. Uh, Muggs, as you know, gives us an intro on the red carpet before he conducts his interviews. A lot of athletes here, guys. A lot of athletes. Let's see who we can talk to. Right. Didn't put a lot into that. A good update yeah. right there. A lot of athletes. I, I, I'm surprised why last night and this morning, Muggs is so surprised that the ESPYs would have a lot of athletes participating. Hmm. It seems like a weird choice, right? <laughs> All right. MC, uh, Emily Failzer and Danny Cameronesi. I'm sure I'm saying both of those names sure. wrong, but they are U.S. Women's Hockey Olympic gold medalists. And I don't know that Muggs gets uh, off on the right foot with his first question. Did anybody ever told you the terrible old cliche that girls are not allowed to play hockey or shouldn't play hockey? Unfortunately, we have been told that a few times along the way, but clearly we can. <laughs> and you just drop your gloves and just, you know, square up, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, the that's a nervous courtesy laugh right there. <laughs> it sure is. I mean, I was so uncomfortable with that question because these women have accomplished as much as can be accomplished mm-hmm. in women's hockey. Why would you even bring up that pe- there are some people who think they can't do it? Tell us about the bad old days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Didn't that strike you as a little weird, Allie? It, yeah, and if you wanted to make it a little better, you could have said, any idiots ever say this to you? So at least they know that you're aware that that's a stupid thing to say. Okay. <laughs> All right. Listen, I've got some notes. That. I've got Noted. some notes. Uh, he talks to NFL player Chris Johnson next, and you'll understand why I say to you, this guy doesn't need CBD or THC. Listen to his <laughs> interview about this question. You think Goodell will ever relax the, the, the restrictions on CBD and THC and marijuana use? Um, I'm not sure. Hopefully. It don't matter to me. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I, oh, that was a sweet interview right there. <laughs> That's wow. two guys who don't need CBD that or THC. <laughs> I was getting a little contact off that. Yeah. Wow. wow. All right. This and one's so gonna, is he. <laughs> this one is going to hurt you, Kevin and Allie, as Kings fans. Braden McNabb was there, yeah. who, of course, now plays for the Golden Knights. And Muggs talked to him about that. Well, Braden, uh, great, great uh, showing. Uh, we loved you on the Kings, and you look great on the Knights. And uh, we're sorry to not have you anymore, but you look great. <laughs> Oh. Not much great. A lot of bugs saying things are great, though. Whatever you did this year, we used to like it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, um, one of the biggest stars in sports and one of our all-time favorites here on the Kevin and Bean Show. And i got to agree with Kevin a little bit. I'm nervous to let Beer Mug out into the wild interviewing our friend Daniel Cormier, UFC heavyweight champion. But he did, and i got to give Muggs props. Part of it is because DC said you're professional. Turned out to be a pretty good interview. Big win against Steep. Uh, let me ask you, DC, uh, what's next for you? You know, I'm going to fight Brock Lesnar, you know, unless something presents itself very special at 205. Now, let me ask you, uh, during 226, unfortunately, um, Ortega's opponent had a dropout. Yep. 
How much more of that are we seeing nowadays where fighters are getting concussions or they're not making weight? What's going on with that? I think that what happened with, with Max Holloway was the UFC making the right call because the kid didn't seem like himself all week, so they started checking him and figured out that he just wasn't right. So uh, I believe that was the, the, the right call. Now, uh, guy like myself, I'm 205. All right, stop right there. Uh, <laughs> Why does Muggs always go for, what if I were to be a UFC fighter? That's his Why? default position. Why does that ever enter your head, Muggs? It's like my fantasy world. I, I kind of like play it out in my head. What if? All right, let's see if a DC humors you. About 6'1". You're tall, limit. Would I be middle? Would I be uh, light heavy? You would have to cut some weight. I'd have to cut some weight again. Yeah, you'd have to go 185 <laughs> if you want a chance. Because a guy like me, uh, I, I cut from 245 to fight at 205. And I would not want to fight you, DC. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Sam, good seeing you, man. Take care. Bugs, you, yes. you will never be 185. How <laughs> right? dare never. you? <laughs> Seriously, if you ended up on a <laughs> desert island tomorrow for the rest of your life, you'd never make it down. Also, uh, I agree with Bean that that interview was good because of DC. Right. right. Who, and did, who I, did you fight? Stipe. I, no, no, you said Stipe. I did. <laughs> I did. I said Stipe. on the fight against Steep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Brian Ortega, you guys, who was in the studio a couple weeks before the fight, we just fell in love with this kid, and we were so disappointed his fight didn't happen. But Muggs caught up with him on the red carpet of the ESPYs as well. Uh, have you talked to Dana about when you think you're going to be fighting next and how many months it'll be upcoming? So they're, they're doing some tests with Max right now, seeing if he's medically fit to compete. Then we will set another date. If not, then we have to find out what's going to happen next. You know, like everything has just been dead. You know, it's heartbreaking, man. When you put your heart and soul into something, this is my my life's dream. And then within two days, it gets taken away from me. I can't help but get upset. Now we're going to have the title shot later. So we're, we're, we're sitting good. Uh, I hope so. Fingers crossed for Brian. All right, now we get into some real mugsisms, you guys. All right. He interviews a race car driver. There's not much you need to hear from the interview, but his name is Joseph Newgarden. Joseph Newgarden. Here's how Muggs ends the interview. Jet, thank you so much for stopping by. Take care. I feel like a dick. I just called uh, Joseph Newgarden. I just called him Jeff, but I, I came close. It's a J name, right? Right? But I felt like a dick still. He didn't correct me. He just looked at me like I was an asshole. Well, he did the right thing. <laughs> Chris Cyborg, you guys. Let's see what Muggs has got for her. Ladies and gentlemen, my next female fighter needs no introduction. It is none other than Chris Cyborg. Okay, the definition of needs no introduction, by the way, is needs no introduction. But why mm -hmm. female fighter, Muggs? I wondered that as well. Mm -hmm. Just in case people didn't know. Oh, <laughs> what? My God. Wait I a mean, minute. This is video. At some point, is, isn't is somebody just a fighter, I think is what we're asking? For the listening audience, I did it. Josh uh, Reynolds, <laughs> NFL player for the Rams, Muggs is not going to let him get out of his sight until he gets him to do something very specific. Oh, no. Whose house, Josh? <laughs> Rams house. Baby. Rams house. I mean, why? Come on, Muggs. He's not a monkey. Dance what are for you me, doing? monkey. What's Seriously. wrong with you? It's the Rams champ, baby. <laughs> Uh, Terrell Owens, who, by the way, had a couple of very funny moments on the ESPYs last night, walks by. I think Muggs got him. What, what are you setting up the T-O-H-O-F? T-O, that was a T-O Hall of Fame for those of you who are not in the know. Stay up on your game. Oh, you're telling us to stay up on our game. <laughs> what? Why? Why um, is this happening? Swaggy P from the Golden State Warriors went by. Swaggy P! Swaggy P! Swaggy P! 
Now, Muggs, are you hoping that he hears his own name and then turns and walks to you for an interview, or you're just celebrating the fact that he's walking by? I was just happy to see the guy, you know? Okay. Sure. Sure. I feel like you made a real connection with uh, Von Miller, though. Hey, the ESPYs don't start until Vaughn shows up right there. Vaughn, what's up, man? Vaughn Mila. What, what is that? happening? What is, what's Look, that let, me, let me explain something to you guys. It, it, it was very hot that day yesterday, uh-huh. about uh, 95 degrees, 67% humidity. I was once again getting red carpet delusional. Right, but that makes Von Miller German? Yeah, that was an odd delivery. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and finally, you know, you know, Muggs uh, gets it in his little head that he's going to talk to certain people on the red carpet. The stars he won't leave without an interview from. And if he doesn't get them, he recreates them for our enjoyment. And this is the most superstar series of roundtables that Mug has ever done for us. So I saw I saw Aaron Rodgers walk by. He wasn't really doing interviews, but I got him on my tip sheet right now. So once again, I'm going to conduct my own Aaron Rodgers interview right here. Uh, Mr. Rodgers, are you feeling healthy and ready to compete at the highest level once again for the Green Bay Packers. Discount double check. Thank you, Aaron. All right, so I got uh, Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans right here. Anthony, what's it like to have the coolest unibrow in the biz? It's really cool. Okay, I look at this. I got Chris Berman, of course, legendary ESPN anchor. Chris, what's going on? He could go all the way. Thank you, Chris. I got another huge legendary UFC Mixed martial artist, George St. Pierre. George, you ever think about coming back and fighting in the UFC? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Thank you, George. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there he is. Thank Thank you. On the red carpet of the ESPYs last night. Well done, sir. Yeah. Thank you. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock, KROQ. A couple of, uh, about a week ago or so, we got an email from our friend uh, Dr. Mo, one of our two favorite doctors here on the Kevin and Bean Show. And he said, hey, I, uh, as you know, love the Comic-Con. I've been coming for decades. And I'm going to be down there this weekend. You guys should squeeze in some time to talk about an organization that I work with called the Hero Initiative. I'll hook you up with my friend Jim McLaughlin. We said, tell us more. Well, he did. And I realized this is something we really need to talk about. Let's welcome Dr. Mo and Jim McLaughlin to the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. How are you, guys? I mean... Doing well. Thanks a lot for having us on here today. It's our pleasure. So, Jim, you are the president of the Hero Initiative and also a co-founder. Going back how far, sir? We started this organization 18 years ago, so wow. we've been God, up and wow. running for a good long time. Time flies, man. It, it feels like yesterday in many well, ways. Well, because how it's did comic you start books, how- yeah, because okay. it's comic books, we need an origin story. Yeah, how did it start? Uh, the long story short, and I'll try to keep it short. Uh, I used to be a sports writer, and Major League Baseball has an organization called BAT, B-A-T, the Baseball Assistance Team. Mm-hmm. And Major League Baseball realized that today, if you're a backup middle infielder, you're making $2.5 million a year. But if you go back to the days before free agency, guys had to get a job during the winter just to make ends meet. So Major League Baseball set something up to take care of a lot of the retired players in their old age, particularly because in sports, your window of opportunity and your window of earning is very short. Right. So I loved that organization when I was a sports writer, and I always showed up for their $300-a-plate rubber chicken dinners when they did their fundraisers and stuff like that. And later I transitioned into comics, and I looked around, and I said, there needs to be something like this in the comics business as well. And there wasn't. And I talked to a million people, and everybody basically told me, wow, what a great idea. Yeah, nobody's ever done it. And since nobody else was doing it, I put together a, a few friends and uh, started it. That's and, it. Wow. There we go. And who did you decide to help? Who needed the assistance? 
Right now, uh, we have helped over 70 different comic creators and their families with over $1 million wow. oh my gosh. since inception of the organization. And, and these are people who started or created things and then just didn't get paid for it like they do today? You know, by and large, the, the sort of elevator pitch I give people very often is, you guys know how it is. You go to a Batman movie these days, and that's a billion dollars worth of worldwide mm-hmm. box office. Right. But the guy who was drawing Batman back in 1974, he doesn't see a nickel off of that. Mm-hmm. And these people created the background and the stories and the, the richness of characters that are carrying forward for decades and decades. And many of those people are now up there in age, and many of those people might have financial difficulties. And sometimes it's people who aren't even that old. You know, sometimes it's life, life happens. You know, mm-hmm. tragedies can happen. And when somebody winds up in a situation, somebody who's a comic book creator who winds up in a situation where they're just out of their depth, something happened. You know, a tragedy happened, an illness uh, you know, another catastrophic event, you know, we're there to step up and help them. Out. How do you find these people? By and large, they come to us or very often it's also kind of a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, people can be prideful, that's for sure. And very often people don't want to admit I'm in trouble. I need some help. So very often we'll get a call from somebody saying, hey, you should really look in on Joe Blow over here. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's going through a rough patch and, you know, going to get evicted in two days and, and so on. So, very often people will put up their hand, but very often people can be prideful, and it's a friend of a friend who refers hmm. somebody to us. Jim, can you uh, put some bubble wrap around Stan Lee? I'm getting nervous about him lately. You know, uh, I'm happy to tell you that I actually visited Stan Lee, today's Thursday, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, two days ago. I swung by Stan's place and visited Excellent. him, and Stan's been through a rough patch yeah. over the last few months, and I think anybody you know, with Al Gore's Google machine can take a look at that <laughs> right. and figure out what's been going on. And his, he's taken a turn for the better just in the oh, last few right. years, Excellent. so that's great. great. Really happy so to hear good. that. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. All right, Dr. Mo, you're the medical director for the Hero Initiative. What kinds of things do you do? Uh, whatever he asks, actually. Um, I sort of volunteered my services saying, look, I'm an old school comic geek. I love comics. I grew up with comics. I grew up going to San Diego Comic Con. You've been coming to Comic Con since? 70s. Yeah. 1970s. And was a little in the basement of a hotel with right. just nothing but comic dealers. And so I sent a letter to ages ago and said, listen, if I can help. And Jim said, are you serious? And I said, absolutely. So when there's a question of... Uh, can you give this person a call? They're really sick and they need somebody to talk to. Or the this person is kind of... Conf- or how should we spend the money better? Does this guy need surgery? Does he need physical therapy? Oh, interesting. How can we do that sort of stuff? Um, sometimes he calls and says, dude, I don't know what's going on. Can you just call these people and figure out, is this like a, a real medical issue or are they just being sort of... Does he ever call and say, uh, can you just send some Vicodin? <laughs> no, that's just us. No. That's just the <laughs> voicemail messages we leave constantly for Dr. Yeah. Mo. My Dr. Bad. Mo said something so lovely earlier. I said, this is so wonderful that this organization exists. And for somebody to be able to reach out and say, I've got this happening in my life and know that it's going to be handled by you guys. And your response was, this is my pleasure. Like, this is just... Oh, 100%. It's... And that's so lovely to hear from a doctor, because really, <laughs> we give no. you all a lot of our money, and it's not your pleasure. These guys mean a lot to me. Yeah. And so one of the simple things Jim's asked me to do once was there was a guy out in Florida, and he was getting ready to have some heart procedure the next day, and mm-hmm. he was really nervous about it. And he wasn't comfortable. The doctors hadn't explained things to him or whatever. And all he wanted was somebody to, to talk to him. And yeah. so I called him up, and I told him, I said, dude... You mean something to me. And, and I just talked to him for about an hour, and I walked him through how the things were going to go and how they'd numb up his leg and they'd stick a needle into it. He was going to be fine. This is what they're going to check. But, but no one would tell him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it made a difference to him. Uh, 
Uh, Jim, uh, again, uh, Jim McLaughlin, the president of the Hero Initiative. You said you raised over a million dollars in the last 18 years for for these people who've worked in comic books that maybe need it. Uh, how, where do you get the money from? It comes from many different sources. A lot of it is things like San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. We do probably 20 or 25 comic conventions a year. So I've, we're very fortunate in that I have a solid volunteer crew across the country. And we've got people doing events all the time. Uh, we're selling books. We've got artists coming over to our table, you know, doing drawings for donations. Wow. Um, right now, sort of the autograph business in the comics world is, is a big thing. People want to get their books signed, and we have tons of artists. We usually just put out like a tip jar. It's like street musician style. Hey, mm-hmm. want to get your signs book, uh, book signed? Oh. Chuck a couple of bucks here for the Hero Initiative. And it might not sound like a lot, but when you take that times 20 artists on a weekend, times 25 conventions over a year... That starts to accumulate. Sure. And there's lots of other great programs as well. Uh, one thing that's, that's central to Southern California is Ralph's, the grocery store chain. Yeah. They have their Ralph's reward program, and they have a community giving thing. And you're able to sign up your Ralph's card for any of Ralph's approved charities. And we are one of them. No so kidding. if you sign no. up your Ralph's Club and card. a portion goes for to you. A portion. We get like point zero 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 one percent Well, is it worth my time then or not? <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> worth your time. Because, again, it's it's one of those things, you know, I mean, look at you. I mean, you eat a lot of what? Carrots, right? Sure. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, sure. Those carrots. But carrots. Again, you get 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people right. doing it. It starts to add I will do that. Again. I shop at Ralph's right near my house. I'll do that. Perfect. Yeah. That's a great way to do it. Well, you have educated us, gentlemen. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. So it's called the Hero Initiative, and is it heroinitiative.org if people want more information or would even better make a contribution to you? Heroinitiative.org, yeah. Check it out. You can contribute right there online. Tells you everything you need. That's great. And last question then for folks who may be listening that are coming down for the weekend for Comic-Con, any particular place where you're going to be that you want to hit real quick? We are at the San Diego Convention Center. We're here for Comic-Con. We're at booth 5003. Also, if people are coming down tonight, uh, Stone Brewing is one of the major craft breweries in the world. They're headquartered here in San Diego. They're having an amazing event tonight called HopCon. That they all uh, right. Yeah, I'm listening. There I'm you in. go. There you go. They you got have me. a special beer they do once a year called Woot Stout, and every year we have an artist draw a new label for the Woot Stout. So they're having HopCon tonight. Uh, buy your tickets. Come down. Try the beer. You can get autographed prints from the artist Joe Jusco. Uh, we get a cut of the gate, too, so uh, you can have some food, have some yeah. beer, meet Joe Jusco, have a grand old time, and uh, Hero Initiative gets a benefit out of that as well. Woot Stout beer ain't nothing to F with. Uh, we see what you did there, Ellie. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. One man said Who from yes. the crowd said yes? Oh, Put, her oh, <laughs> Put her in the file. Put her in the file. That's nonsense. So Jim, Mo, have a great convention. Thanks for spending the time with us today. Thank you. Thanks, guys. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Hey, uh, Allie, who's our uh, special guest here at the House of Blues who's uh, helping us out this morning? Luke McGarry is over there. Awesome he's, cartoonist. He's drawing us right now, and I might have just pointed to my nose, and I said... Tighten it up a little bit. Oh, wait. We can make improvements? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you Absolutely. make my head smaller than real size? No stuff? one will believe that. <laughs> I wait, tweeted where are out. Are you working uh, right now? Is it uh, Mad Magazine? Uh, yeah, I'm working uh, working with Mad Magazine right now. I just made my debut with five pages in <gasps> there that I've written and illustrated. So they're like, hey, do you want to work for Mad? And I was like, yeah. And I assumed it would just be like a tiny little awesome. cartoon. And then they just gave me way too much responsibility. That's fantastic. <laughs> and if you, if you haven't seen his sad Chewy, Google it. 
you're gonna cry. You're gonna love it. You're, you're gonna, gonna love cry. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I and I tweeted out the first photo, but he's live. Uh, he's live drawing. It's like we have a court reporter here. All right, let's uh, move on to Dr. Drupinski, who I am very excited to talk. Uh, Drew, I'm sorry you're not down in San Diego with us, but how are you, man? I know. Speaking of sad, chewy. <laughs> right. Okay. I This timing could not have been any better, Dr. Drew, because I recently switched my dog Linus from a pharmaceutical to CBD oil to control yeah. his seizures. Yeah. And it has been working wonders, yeah. not only for keeping his seizures at bay, but also just for his general mood improvement because, of course, he's walking around stoned all the time. So he's the happiest little dog in the world. <laughs> and then I saw that the FDA, for the first time, had just approved CBD oil to be used in human seizures as well. And I thought, whoa, we're at some sort of a tipping point if the FDA is getting involved. And we thought it might be a good time to kind of revisit with you on what we know and don't know about CBD. It, it is. In fact, uh, Mike Cather and I have a Swole Patrol podcast up right now where we're interviewing one of the guys that distributes CBD and talking about all the potential benefits uh, from over-the-counter CBD. Uh, there's sort of three takeaways for me. One is, uh, hey, everybody, ha- have we gotten over the idea that there's such a thing as bad molecules, that molecules are evil? That Listen, all molecules are biologically active, that are biologically active in human, have potential therapeutic value and have potential side effects, potential problematic values. You need to look at them honestly and realistically and decide the risks versus the benefits and decide if you're going to use something. Do you think and then that's study what... the hell out of it and not say that things shouldn't be touched by doctors because it's a bad molecule. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask is do you think that's what's kept this from... Oh. Absolutely. Happening for so long because all they look at is the downside. Not just the, no, 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 no. It's even worse. Forget the downside. They put a moral valence on molecules. Right. We still have that with hallucinogens to some extent. The whole thing has to be completely upended. These are molecules. They have potential risks. They have potential harms. And they have potential benefits. Let us research it. Let us apply it in clinical and medical science. And here now... CBD, which is a byproduct of uh, cannabis, or one of the molecules in cannabis, has lots of therapeutic potential. We've known that for quite some time. The anti-seizure effects have been known for some time, and now there is an FDA-approved, very highly purified CBD. It's not the stuff you're going to get over the counter. It's not the stuff you're going to get from the pot stores. It's a pharmaceutical agent. And by the way, expect the pharmaceutical companies to get involved when there is therapeutic value. That's just the way it goes. Expect Mm -hmm. the tobacco companies to get involved with the recreational use. That's the nature of our business environment. That's just the way it goes. Or the alcohol companies, it's going to happen. That's one. Number two, these things do have value. Their value is, there's a lot of vague qualities to that value. People keep talking about anti-inflammatory properties. People even talk about anti-carcinogenic properties. So here's my third point. We don't know. We don't know on that front exactly what's going on. I have lots of anecdotal reports. I have a friend of mine who's a neuropsychologist who got off her immune, modul- immune modulatory medication and opiates for Crohn's just by going on CBD. Wow. So there, I have seen anecdotes of some rather remarkable results. I don't know what to make of it because it's not been formally studied because we've been stymied for so many decades, unable to study this stuff, but studies are underway. So there's going to be some real use for this. How much THC is in the CBD? Well, it's all over the place. That's the problem. Very little, not enough to intoxicate you usually, but it's, again, you don't really know what you're getting, and it's it's all over the place these days. That's part of the problem right now, too. is this some sort of, uh, I mean, we have no idea what the potential is of this, but do you see a huge market 10 years from now? Is it going to be crazy that we hadn't been using it forever? Um, you know, probably not, I'm sorry to say. 
I, I think probably... Well, you're people, a downer. Right? No, no, but I mean, it, it, you know, usually the way medications work is there's usually an excessive enthusiasm up front, and then you start learning, you know, the sort of a curve where it sort of gets, you start learning that, well, some people really respond, and then some people get side effects. Is when you start using things on a wider basis that you start to see the spectrum of what's going on. There's very, it's almost impossible to have a biological agent that's just great for everything. It just right. those are those don't really exist. But there, but there will be lots of value and lots of benefit, and there'll probably be some other uh, th some other cannabis congeners that we figure out are useful too. Finally, finally, and by the way, uh, I'm very much involved in the research, or I'm advocating for the research at least for use of psilocybin for end of life, use of LSD for end of life, use of MDMA for PTSD. Why not? If it works and helps people, of course we should be using these things. How about some use of MDMA and LSD just for the weekend? Mm. Well, that's that's just that's called Kevin Ryder's How <laughs> dare you, sir? <laughs> Will we well, ever come up with a THC product that obviously we want to keep it for people that want it for appetite? So mm-hmm. people that don't eat, people that have cancer, you want them yeah, to we, actually we, have an appetite. No, 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 I'm, I'm doing the reverse. I want the effects, but I'm not hungry. Huh? Well, there was something called Ramonabant for a while that was okay. that. Write uh, it down. Yeah, and it was, and it, but it also, it made people not want to eat, but it also made them depressed. Oh. They actually took it off I mean, Allie doesn't need any more of that. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Joe, why can we never get you to write us a prescription? We've all come to you at a party and said, yeah. come on, whip out the script pad. Why will you never help us out? Probably because you're usually for asking for things like Valium, Xanax, right. Ambien, stuff. Oxycontin, and Norco. We're in a lot of pain, Doc. If and... you would ask for any other, like you needed your hypertensive meds to bridge across to your well, next prescription, that, that right? I might do that. I need Adderall for my ADT. <laughs> oh, my God. How many conversations <laughs> have we had about this? <laughs> Dr. Drew, Midday Live, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 on 790KEBC. And don't forget drdrew.com for all the podcasts and live appearances. And download the Heal app on the App Store or Google Play to get a doctor to just magically appear out of thin air in the comfort of your home. Have a fantastic week, sir. We appreciate your time. Okay. Thank you. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Broadcasting live from the House of Blues for the Comic-Con in San Diego. Look who just walked in. We don't have any security in this place. Is he a homeless guy or what's happening here? Jim Jeffries. (laughs) Oh, Maybe I'm just a guy in a really great Jim Jeffries outfit. used to being a cosplayer. Cosplay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very impressive, very realistic, although I think the real Jim is handsomer, to be honest. I would say so, with slightly more hair, you know. My favorite thing is Jim walked in, looked at the people in here, and he goes, yeah, you set up seats for four rows. Way to go, guys. And you didn't fill them. No. You've got you've got you've got nine people have shown up. <laughs> Two of them in Kevin and Bean t-shirts, the real fans, and the other mm-hmm. people just look like they're trying to get out of the the weather. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's about right. So, Jim, you don't strike me as a Comic Con type guy. Why I'm are down, you I'm here? Down, I'm down here doing a field piece uh, for the TV show, so we're going to interview some different people about comic books and stuff. But oh, I like comic books. Yeah. Like Have you ever come to Comic Con? I've never been. I've never. I, I've come down here to do uh, Man on the Street stuff before, but I've never been allowed into any events. Like I used to have a friend um, who could get me into these things, um, <laughs> but Chris Hardwick seems to be fired from a lot of these mm. gigs at the moment. Oh. So, so. Uh, All right. <laughs> you, uh, like, you like I, I was the one who really lost out in that whole situation that <laughs> oh went down. Oh my god! I'm not positive that's true. Well, at least now the focus is on the real victim. I think that's an important discussion <laughs> to be having. <laughs>
Uh, you need to start uh, uh, getting near uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Apparently, she's the new mastermind of Comic-Con Nicole now. Brown? Who's Nicole Brown? Yvette Nicole Brown. She's an actress. You'd recognize her from Community. She's Wasn't the one who like, took over. killed by O.J. Simpson? That's, no, uh, that's Nicole no, Simpson. that's Nicole Brown Simpson. Oh, Brown Simpson, right. Yes. right, right. Yeah. This is the, uh, never mind, Jim. Um, <laughs> took a lot of turns real quick. <laughs> it's good that she's had a comeback, I reckon. <laughs> it was certainly unexpected. Yeah, so <laughs> cosplay is just one ill-fitting glove. <laughs> So they're literally going to drag you away from us in three minutes, and I'm starting to think that's not long like enough. I've that's made an enough. Impact, though. I can feel we make like, it? I feel can, like I've come in here. Really can we make it two minutes? Out. People are starting to trail in from outside. <laughs> Jim, you said the other day I saw you on uh, the Kibble Show. It was a very funny appearance, by the way. Uh, although, frankly, I taped it because Kathy Griffin was on the same episode. But um, you said that you've done. Did you only say what, thirty? Debate? What? What, what was the reason right? behind that? What does that mean? Because that's why I taped Kibble Show is because Kathy was on, but then I saw Jim was on oh, too, and I said, oh. "That's not how it sounded." Oh, I thought it was like so you could fast forward that's through Kathy. No, 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 no. But my okay. question for you is this: Did you say on his show that you have only done thirty-four episodes of the Jim Jeffrey Show? That's true. I only done thirty-four. We've done thirty-five now. It's been an extra extra week. I feel like it's been on for like two years, though. How have you only done thirty-five yeah, episodes? But we, we just we do, do once a month. We're, we're like we're like a British sitcom. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, we do we do one we do thirty a week and. Uh, um, thirty a week. No, thirty a year. Thirty no. a year. Your math and, is awful. And and uh, and we only did twenty last year, and then we're only halfway through this season. So it's thirty-five. Yeah. And are you still enjoying it? No, what a horrible. <laughs> it was, my life was so much better before the show. I used to work like two days every second week, right. and wow. it was a multi-millionaire. It was fantastic. Yeah. And you're traveling so much. Now I have to do these field pieces. I don't want to be in San Diego on a Thursday. <laughs> okay. I had to drive down here early to speak to some comic book nerds. Hey, thanks for coming, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we'll, we'll let you go because we know you have to. But when can we see what you're shooting today? What what episode will that uh, be? Ah, this well, this is the thing that we, we pep- probably soonish because we want to have it on during the time. So we're going to have it this week. It's going to be on this, this week. This week, we'll wow. see how it goes. We're speaking mm. to some guy who thinks there should be less diversity in comic books. Less diversity. Yeah, I feel it's super diverse. Like mm-hmm. you have like different superheroes, and there's men and women, and they, we reckon uh, that that they've reduced all the breast sizes on all the cartoon characters. Uh huh. They have. That's yeah, true. So that's not good, is it? Well, that isn't. No, <laughs> I think the diversity is good, though. People. Like to be Not Maybe they should have one mm. big breast and one small breast if you want to make it. I diverse. mean, if we want to, and if we want to make it realistic, <laughs> one little tiny breast, right, ladies? Go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is a uh, that is a segment I want to see. So watch a gym show on Comedy Central. Thank you for stopping yeah, yeah, by. Record it. We might have Kathy Griffin on for you. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good tip. <laughs> have a uh, have a great time he's down gone. here in San Diego. He's, okay, bye. He's Jim. gone. Oh God, I love him. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. He's right. He did make an impact in a very short amount of time. (laughs) All right, 939. uh, Allie's here with What's Happening to Take Us Home. What's going on? Oh, really? Do we have to do that? You do. Hey, why don't you do the the goddamn story I sent you that I think the K-Rock listeners actually want to know about? Hey, guys, this is a great story that Bean sent me. 311 and The Offspring, they've recorded new versions of each other's songs in conjunction with their big summer tour that kicks off next week. Huh. Right? So The Offspring took on 311's 1996 hit, Down. Okay. Right? So they're going to be singing that. I can see that. And then 311 turned around and they did Offspring's 1994 smash, Self Esteem. Interesting. I right? want to hear both of those. Same. Well, guess what? They come out 
tomorrow. Nice. So we will play those for you guys tomorrow. It's going to be on all streaming services and radio and limited edition 7-inch vinyl. So I'm all over that. Yeah, that now, sounds Chip, cool. Chip, you are practically in the offspring. Have this you is true. Are, have you already heard their version of Down? I have not, but they've done this before. A couple of years ago, they did a tour called Summer Nationals, and they did songs by Bad Religion, and they did songs by Pennywise because they all um, he did they did an EP about that. So this is the, not the first time they've done it. So, it's, but it's really cool. Are they a great cover band? Oh yeah, there's there's tons like. If you go back to other B-sides and stuff, there's tons of awesome covers they've done over the years, like this, like uh, The Damned and ACDC, AFI. There's a bunch of cool Very stuff cool. they do. Yeah, I'm excited do to hear that. Do you think, Chip, that Dexter will pull a full-on Nick Hexum and just strip down? Just all <laughs> chest, he's tan, that's how they do it? There's a, only time will tell. I demand it. I demand it. Just Dexter up there like a sex symbol. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure you're in a position to demand yeah, that. but I need it. Okay. I absolutely need it. All right. Hey, I did this story earlier, and let me see if I could do it as well. IMAX is set to release The Dark Knight in four of its theaters to mark the film's 10th anniversary. I'm excited about that. I love yeah? that movie. Right? It's a one-week engagement in 70 millimeter. It's going to be August 24th. It's going as well as last time. <laughs> IMAX locations in L.A., New York, San Francisco, and Toronto. That, to me, is the best movie of all Batman. Who's with me? Well, I haven't had time to think about it. I haven't had time to think about that, but Mm -hmm. it's certainly in the top three easy. Which is interesting, because Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how to handle that. Yeah, I don't either. All right. Just trying to fill time because I didn't think I was doing what's happening. <laughs> I, um, I, I will. Oh, no, nope, not yet. That's tomorrow. Right, That's tomorrow. I will yep. say that um, Christian Bale was phenomenal in that, but I think that movie holds a special place in all of our hearts because I think Heath Ledger's Joker may have been the best Batman villain on screen of all time. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Ed Sheeran, we love him. Sure. Right? You want to see a documentary? on Ed Sheeran. It's called Songwriter. It's directed by his cousin, Marie Cummings, and it's essentially a look at the whole process of writing a song and the creative juices flowing and what happens from start, not those juices, from start to finish. Maybe those as well. Maybe. You want to see Ed's juices (laughs) flowing? I I don't know if anyone wants to see that. No, but I am fascinated about the songwriting. Right. Because you start with nothing and then you have a song. How does it happen? How do you even get there? Obviously, everyone has different ways of going about it, but it'll be really interesting to see that. It's available worldwide exclusively on Apple Music August 28th and then in LA, it's going to be playing at the Arclight Hollywood on August 24th. All right. So not bad. Bean, what you typing back there? <laughs> um, you can hear typing? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's like you're sending a, a very angry worded letter. If you uh, must like know, if you must know, I was trying to look for the Honda copy that we may be needing oh. at the end of the What's Happening segment. I thought you were just like, get Jim back. Because that's, <laughs> no. no, no. that's what I'd be typing. But uh, that's just me. You guys having fun? Everybody? Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at their faces. It's it's really rough. Some birthdays for you, though. Brian May from Queen. Jared Padalecki. Benedict Cumberbatch. UFC's ish. John Jones and Anthony Edwards. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. A 5 p.m. commercial free hour. You got it. Thanks to a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. That's today. But tomorrow, we'll be right back here at the House of Blues in San Diego. Yes, we will. We have, uh, what do we have tomorrow? We've, we've got, uh, uh, what's up with Florida? 
We've got the, the dark web. We want to ask many questions about the dark web. Yeah. Because this broadcast is being sponsored by Unfriend- Un- Unfriended, Unfriended Dark Web. Dark Web. And it just looks awesome. Yeah. And we have many questions about the dark web. And well, I'm starting I- to really get into finding out information about it. Really? I yes. am really concerned how much Dave feels like he needs to be on the dark yes. web. Like, is he trying yeah. to buy nuclear weapons or what? <laughs> I just want the good stuff, man. I don't think there is we good stuff on the dark web. We'll find out no, tomorrow. No, I think it's all like you want to buy a lady that you can chain in your basement. You want to buy oh, illicit drugs. You want to buy weapons. The I good think stuff. that's... Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Omaze has an amazing Breaking Bad back, Jim. <laughs> uh, charity thing going on. We'll tell you about that. And tomorrow is Friday, so we've got Keep It 100 as yes. well. well. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.